0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television. This
2: is the HHW LOD Podcast Network.
0: The world we know is gone. No Facebook, no Twitter, no smartphones, no podcasts.
3: the walking dead tv podcast episode 50 it's a huge ginormous milestone this is john i have with me everyone russell jordan jim and brad in a moving car what's up guys woo 50
0: yeah 50 One happy semi centennial i'm trying to stay between the white lines
3: it's always a good idea
0: better
4: than between the yellow lines and don't yeah. spill your drink no it's in the cup holder it's all good it is texas
3: Not that kind of drink. So we are happy to be back here with episode fifty. We're almost through with this off season. We're already mid January. Another month, and uh, season two will be picking up again, which is great. We are here tonight to talk about a bunch of things, and we are also going to present another out now episode where Jordan joins the guys, and they talk about the greatest zombie movies of all time. And we're not sure if they called it a zom-tacular or a zombie-palooza, right? Is that about right, Jordan?
1: It was one of those. We discussed quite a few possible titles. I don't remember which one we settled on. But yeah, the best and many of the worst zombie movies of the last hundred years. It was a lot of fun.
3: Awesome. So before we continue with any of that, I'm going to hand this over to Russell with a word from our sponsor.
4: Yes, our sponsor for The Walking Dead TV podcast, as always, is... Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com, where if you order through their website, and if you're a first-time customer, you can use the code WD8, and you'll get an additional 8% off your order. So please take advantage of that. Um, Also this month, there's some specials uh, that I'd like to talk about. Uh, Free Comic Book Day is coming, if you can believe it or not. I know it's January, and Free Comic Book Day is the first uh, Saturday in May. So what DCBS will allow you to do on your order that is dated for January, is choose up to five items for free. And there's some really good stuff this year. Um, Arkea even has a hardcover this year, which is crazy. And I think Guard is is one of the components of that. And if you've never looked at that, uh, it's, it's a really good book, um, something that the kids might enjoy as well. The DC celebration continues. DC's New 52, I can't believe they're already on issue number seven in the solicits. But if you buy them all, just like they have every month for the last six months, you can get them for fifty percent off. So that's that's awesome. Um, Vertigo has four number one books, and if you like The Walking Dead, a lot of the Vertigo stuff kinda of falls in the same vein or a similar vein. They are available in a bundle for seventy five percent off. So you get four books for only two ninety nine. So it's just really, really good price. Uh um, these be service must be crazy. They must be crazy. Absolutely crazy. You could also order or earn an extra five percent from your comiXology orders. So if you use the DC uh, the buttons on the DCBS homepage to place your comiXology orders, you will earn 5% off those orders to apply toward your DCBS. So when you combine that with your 8%, you can get quite a, quite a good discount if you haven't ordered from them before. And if you'd like to dip your toe in the digital realm, viewing it on your device of choice, whether it be your iPad, your Android tablet, or even your Kindle Fire.
3: So thank you. DCBS once again for the sponsorship and I just want to mention while Russ was reading it reminded me that we got a tweet very recently and I do want to read this one because the tweet says uh, it is from Whitney Green she says just wanted to thank you guys for getting me into the Walking Dead comic I started reading a couple of months ago and finished number 92 today so mission accomplished we got at least one
0: doesn't that make you feel warm inside it It makes me feel warm that's a lot of reading in uh, just a short time. She must have been really into it. Yeah,
1: so we Either try or not. Jordan, two
0: months, 92 issues in two months. How many a day is that?
1: A day? Well, I mean it's forty-six a month. Um, so An issue and a point, half. Yeah, one, one to one and a third to one and a half a day.
3: Crap! We all read more than one and a half comics a day. That's no big deal. <laughs>
0: Never mind that. I rescind my impressedness. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we, we try not to geek out about the comics too much, although we do. But, uh, I mean, anybody who tries them after watching the TV show, I haven't heard one person come back and say, "Ah, eh, the comic's not for me, I'm just going to keep watching the show. Not one person.
0: I think it's important that we kind of know the comics, so that way we can talk about them in relation to the show without spoiling anything.
3: Word to that. So we also had a bit of interesting news that's getting quite a lot of buzz on the internets and Facebook and the like about some, uh, well, I, you know what? I will hand it to Jordan and let him tell us about it because Jordan knows the names of people and I don't.
5: Well,
1: or at least I have the, the news story open in front of me so I can pretend to know the names. Anyway, Sam Witwer is an actor. He, was, he worked with uh, Darabont in The Mist. He's now on the American version of Being Human, which you may have seen over on Sci-Fi. And you also have seen him in The Walking Dead, although you might not have realized it. In the pilot, when Rick crawls into the tank and uh, he grabs the the grenade off of the dead soldier or the zombified soldier in the tank, that zombie was actually played by Sam Witwer. And he was clued in at the time by Darabont that, hey, I've got this idea. Season two, you're going to come back. We're going to basically have a flashback episode and tell the story of you and your squad and how you got to the point of uh of being in this tank although Whitworth actually was under the impression that this was going to be a web series kind of like the one we had for Bicycle Girl this summer so this story gets out there because he talked about it and a lot of people are like oh that sounds really cool well Inical News reached out to Frank Darabont and he sent them back an email confirming what was going on yet but he cleared up that it wasn't going to be a web series it was actually going to be the season two premiere this was his original idea and I'm going to read uh I'm going to read a bit of what he said it's a long long letter so I'll just read one paragraph here but he said th- the idea to do this was a very focused You Are There documentary feel, not going all shaky cam, but still making it a bit rawer and grainier than the rest of the show. We'd start with a squad of maybe seven or eight soldiers being dropped into the city by chopper. They have map coordinates they need to get to. They've been told to report to a certain place to provide reinforcements. It's not a special mission. It's basically a housekeeping measure putting more boots on the ground to reinforce key intersections and installations throughout the city. And we follow this group from the moment the copter sets them down. All they have to do is travel maybe a dozen blocks, a simple journey. But what starts as a no-brainer scenario goes from the city is being too secure to, holy crap, we've lost control, the world is ending. Our squad gets blocked at every turn and are soon just trying to survive. I wanted to do a really tense, character-driven ensemble story as communications break down, supply lines are lost, Escape routes are cut off. Morale falls apart. Leadership unravels. Mutinies heat up, etc. So he wanted to do that. He wanted to have this team kind of maybe, maybe they would happen across Andrea and Amy or other survivors we'd see later. So you could bring in some of the people who have been killed off in the show and hide in that way. And of course, the thing that jumps out to me is probably a lot of our listeners is first, that sounds really cool, but also that sounds really expensive. And the idea was he wanted to do every season, one or two episodes as like a season opener or a season closer that were not outside of continuity, but they were outside of the main timeline. So for this one, season two premiere, you jump back, you do an entire episode that doesn't focus on our major plot, but focuses on, you know, a story like this, something that's separate. And of course, as we know, because we've seen the season two premiere, this isn't what happened. Um, here's my problem with the story. A lot of places are reporting this as... Look what you would have gotten if Darabont wasn't fired. This is what the show could have been. And here's the problem. Darabont wasn't fired till after, we don't know exactly where, but anywhere from three to seven episodes of season two were completed, which tells you one very simple thing. This wasn't how season two was going to start out. And whether that was because AMC told him exactly what I said two minutes ago is, this is going to be really, really expensive. You do not have a film budget here. You have a television budget. Or whether they just decided to go another way at the last minute. So it's a really cool idea, really cool uh, story, and it's cool to have that backstory of what they were, going, they were th- thinking about doing. But we shouldn't all get our hopes up as, oh, that could have been really cool and it was going to happen because it wasn't. But still a really cool idea. What, what, do you, what did you guys think of the story when you heard about it?
6: I think that's a very cool idea, but I think it would have been a mistake to do it as a season opener or a season ender. Uh, I think as, as TV viewers, we've come accustomed to uh, the idea of, of a cliffhanger. That ties that you know obviously has has built upon the previous season, and and we've also come been accustomed to a season opener that picks up immediately after that that cliffhanger, and I think it, it would have been and possibly ties up you know some of the issues with the cliffhanger, and I think it would have been a mistake to break that momentum to kind of throw that wrench in the works. Um, to me, that that is it's a cool idea, but it I think it would have worked better. In the middle of the season, perhaps. Um, God knows it would have worked better in the first half of, in the middle of the first half of this second season with the drawing out of the Sophia, you know, where is Sophia line? But, um, I love continuity. I love details. I love weaving story levels in with each other. That's why I'm a huge fan of the Saw movie series because they, uh, the levels upon levels of storytelling in all seven of those movies is, in my opinion, very well done. So I would have enjoyed something like that, but I think it would work for me personally would have worked better mid-season and not at the beginning or end of, of a season.
0: Well, there is kind of a precedent for this, you know, quote-unquote zombie origin story type thing with the Bicycle Girl webcast, um, you know, like, how did that zombie get there? Now, you know, he wants to do the same thing with, you know, Whitworth's character, the soldier, how did he get inside the tank when Rick gets there uh, in the show? So there's kind of a precedent for that. Jordan, of the two scenarios you lay out, I would more believe the former, that Darabont probably went to AMC and said, here's what I want to do, and AMC said, A, you can't open a network show with, the you know, an, a character that's not on the regular cast, and we can't pay, spend this much money on an off you know one off episode like that so of your two scenarios i would i would tend to believe the former more than the latter i mean i don't have any inside knowledge or whatever but it just seems like you know darabont came at it with this you know movie aesthetic and then was kind of uh, uh brought back to reality by amc with the uh, tv budget and then you know thus left and now i hear darabont is working on a new series for tnt I'll uh, call it you know, L.A. Noir, I guess. It's the same name as the video game that came out last year. No
1: right. connection, though. It's based on a book called L.A. Noir, and it's uh, L-A-N-O-I-R instead of N-O-I-R-E. So right. it, it would still same be cool to get right, Aaron Stanton though. to star in it. I saw a couple people suggest that because he was the main character in the video game, but still still could be very good. Uh, I just uh, – I, I kind of would have thought that Herobot would have learned his lesson by now that you can't do this really expensive stuff on television that you'd like to. I mean, hopefully TNT's made him a great deal, or uh, he's found a way to cut costs. Maybe maybe he learned that lesson from The Walking Dead. But uh, I, I'm definitely interested to see it.
6: Well, Jordan, how many TV shows has Derbock done? Just The Walking Dead?
1: Just The Walking Dead. And I think I, I think that well, was a huge wake-up call for him in many ways.
6: Yeah, I mean, he used to have a big budget. You know, that that would be difficult, you know. It's difficult to break a habit. You know, he had a habit of a big budget. And then, you know, if you're used to having a a supreme pizza and then somebody somebody in the ether tells you, oh, you can only have one topping on your pizzas for the next year and a half, that would be hard to do.
5: I,
3: I think we should add that part of the reason that there was such a huge reaction of, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe AMC did that. It would have been so great. Was the way that Whitmer portrayed the whole story. Um, he's certainly anti AMC and pro Frank Darabont.
0: Well, he was saying that he also knew people that were still in the cast and still working on the Walking Dead show, so he didn't really want to badmouth the actual people doing the show. He said that a few times during his you know talk or whatever. You know, he didn't want to you know go out. He wasn't going after the cast or anything else. But I mean, think about it. He's a young actor. Obviously, he would love to work with Frank Darabont in the future. Whose side do you think he's going to take? Well, didn't he say he and Darabont were buddies? Yeah, yeah they
1: they've done movies they, they they did the mist before they did of course the premiere of The Walking Dead and there was this idea of doing more Walking Dead with him um, so yeah there there is that relationship for sure
6: I watched that video of him and it, it really came across to me as sour grit on the part of somebody who was just like well damn it I really wanted to do this and now I can't now I'm really mm, I'm gonna go pow that's the way it came across to me
4: i I wonder for me personally if some of this is not maybe a conversation that took place and that these plans weren't as concrete as he's making it seem that they were? is he's making it sound like, you know, this was, you know, carved in stone and I'm wondering if this wasn't just kind of one of those Hollywood things where it's a bunch of stuff that gets floated around in the ethers and they're just trying to see what sticks. But the the other thing that I think this might have been primed for was this could have been a really great deal with Netflix. You know, Netflix got season one fairly quickly and I think that, I think... Given that Netflix is going after original content, I mean, they've got Lily Hammer coming out with uh, Steven Van Zandt uh, from The Sopranos and, and from the E Street Band, and they've got a House of Cards with Kevin Spacey coming out uh, in 2013. So and I l- think
1: let's that, not forget season four of Arrested Development, which I am super jealous right. for. Right,
4: exactly. I think, I think you know maybe AMC could have played their cards right and ponied up a little bit of cash to, to do this um, and made it even a Netflix exclusive. And I think Netflix would have had a little bit of cash to make that happen, and then they could have given themselves a little more uh, attractiveness for people to watch uh, The Walking Dead on on Netflix, you know, when they got it. So, and then it's something else that you know AMC could turn around and add it to either a season one point five, you know, Blu-ray set, or they could have held off on the season one special, edition, or you know, put it on the season two set or something like that. Um, I th- I think I think there's there's ways that they could have made this happen. With maybe maybe you know going a little light on the budget, but also maybe having a little bit of help, or even Amazon, you know, maybe this could have been you know a way for Amazon to to stick their toe into the the premium original content you know water. They they've got to, you know definitely have more cash around uh, to burn than than say Netflix does. It could have been something they could have offered you know with Kindle um you know Kindle Fires too even to to entice people to buy more Kindle Fires and help to defray some of the cost of that to sign up for Prime. So. I, you know, I th- I think maybe if they would have thought about it, this could have been
0: a little bit of a missed opportunity. A lot of these digital platforms are going to be fighting for exclusive content, I think, in the next few years.
3: It, it just sounds so ambitious. Like, there's no way that this sounds like a one-hour episode. Yeah. You know, it yeah, sounds it like it's... might
1: have been another 90-minute one or something.
3: Or like its own TV series <laughs> or a movie, it sounds like. You know, it doesn't... It sounds like Black Hawk Down with zombies, which I think... I might have gotten yeah. that from pr- the. I think interview. that's pretty
1: much what either Whitwer or uh, or Darabont said, almost specifically. Yeah, and it, it does sound really cool. Don't get me wrong.
3: Yeah, it might even end up being something like what World War Z ends up being, because yeah, many possibly. of the many of the chapters in World War Z are this kind of feel, like military against the zombies. Brad, did you ever finish reading World War Z? Uh,
6: no, I got this. I got distracted by another book. Um, I'll be honest All with right. you. I'm having. I'm having a really hard time reading uh, World War Z, probably because I'm not a fan of history and geography. And and admittedly, I don't know enough about world geography that every time, you know, it would go to another vignette, I'd have to pull out Google and say, "Okay, where is this? And it it got to be kind of a hassle. Uh, Maybe, you know, blame uh, the Texas education system, I suppose. But um, I want to read it. You know, there was some good stuff. I enjoyed it. But no, I did not finish it.
0: I'm interested to see the movie adaptation. It was a good book.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed the book as well. I was just trying to make a parallel between the military stuff, and I think it has some similar so it, moments.
0: Is Brad Pitt supposed to
6: be the reporter guy?
3: I, I think that it's a very, very loose interpretation of the book. I think they're taking the basic idea and making it you know a Hollywood zombie versus uh, whoever movie.
1: Plus, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a trilogy now, so they can split up the stories that way. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're ready
3: to run our Out Now show.
1: Hey, before we
6: uh, pass things off to Jordan, uh, let me just take this opportunity to let our lovely listener base know that uh, they will soon have another opportunity to listen to a couple of uh, us uh, go on and on and gush about another TV show uh, that's coming out in the near future. Uh, John and I have been uh, trying to cook up something behind the scenes uh, for a while now. We have Decided that we will be doing a new podcast uh, all about the TV show *Alcatraz* coming out on Fox very soon uh, by JJ Abrams. We're huge Lost fans. So, uh, we want to give JJ Abrams the benefit of the doubt on his new show and keep uh, looking out for that. The uh, John, go ahead and tell him what the name of our show is. You thought up the name, and I think it's freaking brilliant. So I'll let you
3: say it. It's not very brilliant. Um, it's *Podcatraz*. So that's our show for the new Fox uh, Alcatraz television show. And I don't know if it's going to be on HHWLOD right away. I think we're doing some site changes and it might be some time before that happens, but we'll let you know. We'll tell you on Twitter and Facebook when it's available on iTunes and how to get it and stuff like that. And I, I think it's just, it really, for me, comes from the lost love. I mean, I'm hoping that he brings some of that exactly. mystery element back and it's sort of parallels it in some way. I know it's Fox and not ABC, but it is Abrams. And, yeah, this uh, may
6: be the shortest podcast on record, seeing as how the shows on Fox may get canceled before yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to be um, on
3: Friday nights in three weeks and be over in a season, so...
6: Yeah, We're, and uh, you guys uh, that uh, do the Twitter thing, you can go ahead and follow Podcatraz uh, on Twitter for uh, get some updates on, you know, when, uh, when and where the, the show will be available.
1: Thank you, Brad. Very cool. So we're going to hand it off to the guys over at Out Now with Aaron and Abe and myself. Uh, You can, of course, send us a voicemail at 516-468-7912 or an email, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. You can also hear our shows on our YouTube channel, Walking Dead TV Podcast, where you can also catch Comic-Con videos, contests, and more. Don't forget to check out HHWLOD.com for all of our great shows like Half Hour Wasted, Legion of Dudes, the PKD Black Box, and Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And keep an eye out for our less regular shows like the brand new Tech Dudes podcast episode 4 just came out. And of course, all those shows can be found on Facebook as well. And don't forget to check out forumforgeeks.com where you can find the Walking Dead podcast network and follow us on Twitter at Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. And I'm not going to end this with a liner because I'm pretty sure I did one in the Out Now show. So have a good week, happy episode 50, and please enjoy the podcast to follow. Bye-bye. So long. So what's the plan
5: then? We're going to the Winchester.
2: recording and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe. Hey guys. This is our Out Now Zomtacular which is basically another episode that's kind of in league with the Walking Dead TV podcast. One of our sister shows that we're happy to kind of help out and fill in during the hiatus of the Walking Dead TV series. So this is kind of a bonus episode for Out Now and a special episode for the Walking Dead TV podcast. So you know awesome to be involved in this whole kind of mixing between the two, and um, yeah, regularly out now as a film podcast, which says Abe and I discussing new movies, but we're kind of foregoing that again to talk all about zombies this week, and joining me, to and Abe, to just joining Abe and I to discuss zombie movies, just a bunch of zombie movies, we have one of the hosts of Legion of Dudes podcast, and the Walking Dead TV podcast, and the man who always has some big fancy college lingo to share with us, Jordan from Jersey. Uh... <laughs> and and my favorite Mr. DVD and with an upcoming blog titled "Is It Up Yet?" Alan Aguilera. <laughs> what he said. Innuendo. <laughs> As I've said, this is going to be our zomtacular special episode. We're going to just go over a lot of zombie movies, kind of starting chronologically. We're going to kind of go from the beginning and go all the way up to current, you know, current times and kind of discuss the ones that we have more to say about and just kind of mention ones that we don't have
1: more to say about. (laughs) Um, And fun fact for you guys who are podcasting with us, the listeners already know, but this is part of episode 50 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. So,
2: woo! Ooh, ooh, special 50th episode. Nice. Now we're
1: going through the top 50 zombie movies. (laughs) Counting down to number one.
2: Abe, Abe, going, you know, being personally great at ranking things. He's uh, actually ranked 50 zombie movies in a row. So, see have, that
7: and I'm sure if ate 50 movies, he and told him to make a list of 50 movies, he'd probably pull up 27.
2: <laughs> I was gonna make a joke like that
8: too. <laughs> um,
2: let's see if you. Just one real announcement before we get started. Um, iTunes reviews and ratings be awesome. Awesome to get those. Be cool. Just really easy to do, and it helps us out. So you know, if anyone feels like putting in an iTunes review or rating, more than welcome to. Put uh, in a good word. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. Um, yeah. Honestly, that's that's it. So let's just let's just go into this. We're going to, as I've said, we're going to go through. I'm going to start chronologically, basically, with the earliest zombie movie. I'm just going to name that one out in the year, and then I'm just going to kind of go down a list that I've created of all of these zombie movies. And it's going to mainly be the ones that are, you know, very popular or well-known or, you know, deserve some regard. And generally, we'll just kind of keep talking about the ones that you know, we know enough about to have a conversation over. So, with all that said, here we go. Starting to get everything off. 1919, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari which I guess would be considered the very first zombie movie. Maybe zombies in quotes, maybe it's not. But has anyone seen this movie?
1: Uh, I have not. I generally hear the next one on your list referred to as the first, yeah. but uh, I'm sure not. the cabinet is probably just grandfathered in due to content. Mm-hmm. But no, I have not seen it. I was not born.
2: I can I can only assume Abe hasn't seen it. Oh, no, actually, I was fighting in the war at
8: that time.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> had a bad case which of war, trench
8: Which war, World War One. It was over in 1918, actually. So I had the Spanish flu. Good.
2: Good for you. Well, it is a, it's a it's a silent horror film. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it back, way back when I was in a, doing some, a film school class actually, but don't have much to say about Whoa. it, honestly. So I will move on to White Zombie from 1932, which is technically considered the first zombie movie. It even has zombie in the title and it stars everyone's favorite Dracula, Bela Lugosi. Ooh. And Rob Zombie. <laughs> I have not seen this
8: movie. You're going to hear that a lot tonight. Oh we get hired Did you guys know
7: that Rob Zombie named his band after this movie? Really?
1: You sure it wasn't the other way around?
7: Hmm. Jersey Jordan, you are
1: I like to cut at your jig. (laughs) I don't know what this has to do with boats, but okay, thank you. Hmm. Here we go. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I
7: haven't well, seen it.
2: Yeah, I I have not actually seen White zombies. Is it
7: like a white supremacist zombie movie? Because like birth of a nation, exactly. like... The birth.
2: Yeah. Is, it's the birth but of a like... nation
7: of zombie movies. Well, <laughs> but I he mean, only the... used, like white brains because he doesn't. He thinks the black ones are inferior.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I mean curious. the origin of the zombie mythos, the the original ones, is. Comes from uh, voodoo culture and such, and so I'm sure the the use of the word white is not coincidental. If it had anything to do with uh, voodoo culture, true.
2: So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on this weird white supremacist zombie thing now because now i have an image of a zombie like he's like trying to put on a hood every day like just really <laughs> getting really upset about it like just kind of like rrr, rrr, and then he has to take it off when he finds somebody and he's like and he's trying to eat some, it, yeah and like, that then him getting really frustrated he can't let it cross on fire exactly because <laughs> he's afraid of fire so it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's very it. um so moving on from this horribly racist tangent um uh, now we get to everyone's favorite director, Ed Wood, whose 1959 film Plan 9 from Outer Space is considered one of the worst films of all time. And I have seen this movie. Has anyone else, has anyone else seen this movie? I've, seen, I've seen, it. seen bits
1: and pieces.
2: Plan 9 from Outer Space is kind of amazing. Um it. If, if any, anyone's seen the movie Ed Wood, directed by Tim Burton with Johnny Depp. Has, yeah, I love that movie. Well, that I mean, the a lot of the end of the, the a lot of the last act of that movie focuses on the making of Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is a title that literally makes all, it makes almost no sense. And oh boy, this movie, this movie literally has Bela Lugosi just in random scenes in the wood in the woods, just like appearing and make doing gestures and stuff before going back to the main plot. That's how absurd this movie is. That sounds like
8: that episode it's, of The
2: Simpsons where Mr. Burns gets those injections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Plan, Plan 9 from Better Space. That's a fun movie to watch with a lot of, you know, friends and I'd imagine ways to not be of perfectly sound mind. There's also a good riff tracks on it, actually, if anyone's familiar with riff tracks and the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys, so reflects is great I like to shout him out. I'm sure they they appreciate your shout out. <laughs> One more right before we get to a Biggie. 1964 The Last Man on Earth. This is the first film of of three of well basically three films that were based on the book I Am Legend by Robert Matheson and this is notable because the book I Am Legend really helped inspire uh, George A Romero, creator of some really big zombie movies we're about to mention but uh Yeah, this this first one, The Last Man on Earth, had Vincent Price, and I have seen this movie as well, because I like Vincent Price. Um, It's a good movie. I have. I
1: liked it. This is the only only filmed version of I Am Legend I haven't seen, actually, Um, so I don't dislike it. It's arguably the best version of I'm legend it is i
2: know it's not exactly a
1: high bar it's not a
2: high bar to reach because we'll get to those movies later that are also based on it but it it i like this movie quite a bit actually it's 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 fun what's uh what's the synopsis on it well (laughs) abe vincent price stars as a man who's on earth and he's the last of them
1: wait is this the third movie on the list so far that vincent price has been in or no, Bella Lugosi was our. Right. No, yeah, he's see. our. He's
2: our. He's our zombie MVP so far. But uh, no, yeah, it's it's. If you've seen the movie *I Have Legend*, you basically have the same. Oh, okay, All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, Vincent Price is trying to survive as the last man on Earth, and there's mysterious dead vampiric slash
1: kind of zombie creatures living
2: outside of the world. That now,
1: kind of- I, I like I said, I haven't seen this version, although I have seen the other two. Mm-hmm. And I also know the original ending and the importance of the phrase "I am Legend," and how some of the others didn't exactly have anything to do with that or completely shied away from it in their theatrical forms. How did this one do in terms of keeping with the ending? This
2: one still doesn't quite hit the. It's look, hmm, it's it's purposely not called "I am Legend" for one thing, so it, right, true, yeah, that phrase isn't really here, and it it deal it had. Nah. It kind of has some similarities, it kind, but not really. Not quite. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not any more faithful than any of the other ones
1: are. That's unfortunate. Because yeah. it's a really cool idea for the original ending.
2: Yeah. If only there was a way to make an I Am Legend movie that stuck to the story of I Am Legend, which seems like it'd be very simple to do. But we yeah. We get to see that. Even like the. Well, we'll get to the Will Smith version when we get there. Um, okay, so here we go. Heavy hitter coming up right now. 1968 brings us *Night of the Living Dead*, which is a movie we all talked about several weeks ago, as we did our commentary for it. Which, and thanks for every all the listeners who listened to which, our *Night of the Living Dead* commentary.
1: Which means we've all seen it.
2: Yes, I exactly. haven't seen no. it. I haven't. Neither
1: <laughs> well, you, which one of you didn't? Somebody didn't see like six minutes of it because it had a weird That would Well, you've seen you've seen most of it.
7: I haven't seen the full film, so I don't
2: he doesn't know to like, do it. <laughs> it's a lot like white yeah, stuff. I don't see zombie butt cheeks. It's not a real movie. <laughs> that was my motto in life for a long time. <laughs> Before I was reviewing films. <laughs> so. You know, this movie. You uh, so, got. You guys brought up an interesting
8: point when we were watching this, which is like there was a lot of like I guess social commentary going on in this movie that was discussed later, and I never really picked up on that. And then when I was watching, I was like, well, I guess you could really see a lot of, like, the tension or, like, you know, race relations in this film. It's pretty interesting.
1: It, it was done a lot more purposefully and a lot more, more overtly in the later Romero films, to various uh, various returns, we'll say. Some, yeah. some did it better than others. But, yeah, it was definitely, if, if you're looking for it and you're familiar with the history of the time, you can definitely see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, of course, the first zombie film of the, the new generation of zombies, if you will. They weren't even called zombies. They were ghouls. Yeah. Um, but this, this was, when you think zombies, you're thinking back to this movie.
2: Yeah, this one really sets up all the rules for zombies. And we'll get down the line when we get to more modern versions. We'll see, you know, how those rules kind of fluctuate. But uh, this one, you know, sets up the basic thing of shoot them in the head and they're dead. And, um, you know, they'll eat people. They're cannibals now. And, uh, yeah, know, the various elements that, you know, make zombies so lovable and cuddly and, you know, make you want to curl up with one at home um uh night of the living dead is it's among my favorites that's for sure
1: ditto
2: but uh, yeah the uh, the uh night of the living dead commentary is available on itunes and com, and the movie night of the living dead is incredibly easy to see because it's pretty much free anywhere you try to look for it yeah youtube netflix a- anywhere you can, you can free find it. and legal yep okay so next we have the omega man 1971 with chuck heston and uh this is the second version of I Am Legend.
1: Um, <laughs> that's more or less my thoughts on that movie. <laughs> it's a lot of gas. I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> I I honestly I like I li- I like uh, I like the uh, the Omega Man. It's it's not very good in terms of, hey, why is this based off I Am Legend? But it's kind of fun to see Charlton Eston badassing it around LA in like his convertible fighting off ghouls. <laughs>
1: Fighting off black people in white face wearing giant sunglasses. It's kind of hilarious because of that. <laughs> I mean, p- part of the reason why I don't like this movie is I'm not a Charlton Heston fan as an actor. Like, as a person, I don't care, which I know is the opposite of a lot of people. But I, I don't find him to be a very good actor. Um, So that doesn't help. But yeah, it's a strange He was awesome movie. in Wayne's World.
2: <laughs> in Wayne's well, World as gas station attendant. Be that as it May. Yes. That's my childhood. Uh, I could childhood test everybody. it
1: And like I said before we started recording, I highly argue this being a zombie movie, because, like, at least the two I've seen in this Night Legend, it's a vampire movie, pretty clearly, but even, it's even barely a vampire movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, this... It's a mannequin movie in many ways. <laughs> that
2: was a good movie, too. It's a, it's yeah. a mannequin movie. <laughs> Okay, well, that's that's enough of the Omega Man. But um all right, the next one. This is another one. This is kind of not quite a zombie movie, but kind of, it kind of is in a way. Um, it's The Crazies, the original The Crazies from 1973, directed by George A. Romero. And I, this was an interesting movie that I wanted to include on here, just because it's there's a, there's a few more films on this list that have people that have uh, basically non-traditional zombies, and I argue this is. This would kind of be one of them because it it involves a it's kind of a the biological weapon turns people to crazies but they're not you know dead so it kind of it defies maybe a key rule of zombiedom but it has people acting you know zombieish z- zombie because they're not even slowing. You know, yeah they're acting they're acting crazy but um I don't know I was curious has anyone seen the original the crazies
1: it's one of the few Romero films I have not seen. I have not seen the original.
2: I don't love this movie, but I do like it quite a bit because of the way he kind of handles. This is where he's really his social commentary is kind of cropping up more. But I think it's effectively handled. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of interesting ideas in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to yeah, the filmmaking's not quite great. It gets George A. is really going to step up his game in another film. We're going to put on this list here, but uh, I, I, I quite I quite enjoyed. The, the crazies, actually, for a few reasons. Not I saw about four minutes of the remake, and then I was like, uh, it looks pretty good, but I gotta go do something else. I'll get to the remake later, but I think it's actually a... it's a, it's a successful remake in terms of remaking this movie, I can say that. Mm. Okay. Okay, so the next one on our list is 1978's Dawn of the Dead from George Aramero. Now, Ooh. yeah, this movie, I'll say right now, this is actually my favorite zombie movie of all God. time. And As well. I... This movie, this movie is amazing to me. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. None of the really of the dead movies are really sequels to each other, except we'll, we'll get there down the line. But yeah, this movie, it picks up once again. We have zombies around the world contamination's broken out and basically people are starting to evacuate and go out and we eventually follow four heroes to a mall as many will probably be familiar with because most people have seen the remake which is also quite good actually i'd say
5: oh i see we're just
2: gonna wheel right by
5: them we're gonna try
0: brother we ain't doing this for the exercise and we might as well try to get what we
5: can no way this is gonna happen
2: Dawn of the Dead. What's interesting? What I find most interesting about this movie is that it's it's a little over two hours, and there's a good the second act of this movie. There's a good long time. There's no zombie action going yeah. on. Yeah, and it's a lot of it's just about these people surviving, and there's a, the way the themes come up, and the way the tension stir, and characters develop. I find I just I'm real I'm really into that stuff as much as I am into the zombie portions of the film, which are also quite good. I mean the the makeup effects are they're, perp, they're 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 purposely cartoony like comic booky they're purposely not really crazy realistic as Day of the Dead is which we'll get to but uh, which is which in some ways kind of hinders the kind of the effect of it the zombies have like kind of a, a greenish bluish hue to them and there's things that definitely make the film look more dated than it should but with that said I really like the story in this film.
1: Ooh. there's also a fun soundtrack by goblin it's yeah. really super 80s or super 70s but uh it's still pretty fun
2: yeah for sure the goblin soundtracks
1: it, yeah it's
7: my favorite zombie movie but it's also one of my favorite movies
2: oh so, yeah i would say that
7: as well. um i i watched this movie when i was like eight and Whoa. i love i have bad parents <laughs> i don't i have lovely parents but my brother didn't give <laughs> <it>. um so <laughs> my brother's like yeah hey, watch it with me and i'm like sure and I wasn't terrified, I was like, because it was so colorful, and like I, I was into it, but I've always liked, I don't know, I love zombie movies, and this movie just kind of, it's long, long. And I almost wanted to just do, I almost wanted to do a, a commentary with you guys on this movie, instead of the Night of the Living Dead
2: one. It, down the road, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I Dude, one. no, because I love this,
7: I adore this movie, I've seen this movie so many times, The there's just, and it's kind of crazy how George A. Romero doesn't have a, the sense of timing in this movie, months pass within this film. Yes. Yes. It's oh, just wow. like and from one scene to another, it's that I remember she's like, it's been like three hours since he's called. And it's like, Oh, Oh, that, that just happened like two seconds ago. So like the pacing of this, I don't know. I love this movie. And that second act is slow, but you don't really notice you don't see zombies because you're getting so affiliated and, and you care about the actors. And this movie has a scene where one of the, one of the main characters turns and it's heartbreaking.
5: Yeah. Oh, nice.
7: It's just, it just tears your heart inside because it's someone that you grew to love and someone you really like in the movie and then you see that this character is now going to die and you're seeing this person die and then what they have to do – That, that movie, this movie's great. I love this
1: film. Yeah, well, one of, the, one of the nice changes from, from Night of the Living Dead into this one is you do have these relatable characters that you don't hate mm-hmm. all of them like in the first movie. Exactly. Uh, not, not all of them, but, but most yeah. of the characters in the first movie are pretty terrible people. And just annoying. And in this one, you can pretty much get where everybody's coming from, even when, like, Flyboy is just an idiot. When he gets himself into trouble, you still feel bad for him, even though, you know, you're acting like a moron.
7: He's not, yeah, Flyboy is is a is Michael Scott kind of thing, where he <laughs> does terrible that. things, but he tries. He, he has good intentions. Yeah. It's yeah. just how it works out. It's just awful.
2: This movie also introduces actor Ken Faree, who has become basically kind of a cult horror actor. But, yeah, he's he's amazing in this movie. He's awesome.
1: And um, and Tom Savini shows up with a machete.
2: Tom Savini shows up, and yeah, the climax of this film has just a giant biker battle, basically, <laughs> against zombies.
1: Which really introdu- do- introduces such a cool concept that's used in so many other later zombie films of just, you know, rogue-based humanity who is more dangerous than the zombies. Like, you have that in the first one with the... I don't want to call them rednecks necessarily, but the people walking and looking for all the zombies and eventually who do what they do at the end of the film, they're more just trying to save their land and their people, whereas this, you finally see humanity just yeah. stripped down and gone crazy. It's Mad Max. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and and that, that's added so much fodder to newer zombie stories. That's a good thing they added it. That's,
2: sure. half the, that's half of the storylines for the Walking Dead comic.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the best storylines, too.
2: Yeah. And the tagline for this film was, of course, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth, which is a nice little little mantra that's stuck in the, the zombie universe.
1: Which I steal for the end of every single Walking Dead TV episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anything else about Dawn of the Dead before I move on?
1: I have the special edition DVD that has like four versions of the film, yeah. and they're all awesome. Yeah, that's another yeah, point. Yeah, there's, mul- there's, mul- sweet. there's multiple cuts of this movie. It's also the only DVD case I have that I know of and that I've ever seen that incorporates Velcro. So that's a fun fact for you.
2: <laughs> All right, well let's let's move on then. Um, the next film on the, my list here is 1979's Zombie Two, and <laughs> one. But thing, what
1: about Zombie One, eh, uh, Aaron? <laughs> Zombie
2: One is actually Dawn of the Dead, a kind of mm. <laughs> it's it's
1: basically. Well, Zombie One is just the Italian title for Night of the Dawn of the Dead, right? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a short. It's it's a much. It's a very chopped down version of Dawn of the Dead basically strips away all the characters in favor of the zombie stuff and was released in italy zombie 2 kind of follows it's (laughs) zombie 2 is almost like referring to troll 2 where it really has nothing to do with the first one it's just like hey here's the title and zombie 2 is kind of a it's one of the kind of cult favorites for for zombie fans i'm kind of I'm, i'm just kind of okay with it i there's 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 two mem- there's two giant memorable things in it which I'll say in a second but I, I overall don't really care that much for Zombie Two as much as I know many others do, but it it is an Italian zombie film directed by Lucio Fulci, who's he's kind of a horror icon in in, um, in Italy along with people like Dario Argento stuff like that, and um, this movie is basically zombies on an island that's <laughs> that's basically what it is, it um it kind of follows a theory of like a I believe it's like a voodoo curse Uh that has brought zombies to life, and um, yeah, a bunch of basically idiots go go to the <laughs> island and try, and discover zombies, and hell breaks loose eventually. The two things that I'm referring to that make this zombie, this zombie movie quite memorable is, first is a sequence that involves a shark versus a zombie. Awesome! You've, you've always wanted to see this, <laughs> is shark versus zombie, and it's kind of hilarious watching oh. that scene. And the other is a very legendary gore scene, actually, which has a human eye being pushed into a wooden spike very slowly. And that's it's it's a pretty it's a pretty graphic scene,
1: <laughs> but it's one of the more memorable ones. Uh, the, the zombie series is uh, pretty much the most glaring hole in my zombie film knowledge. I haven't actually seen any of them. Uh, and I need to rectify that. That yep. and Reanimator probably are the
2: two. Ooh, Reanimator! Pieces. We'll get to that too because that movie
1: is amazing. But um... now this was just just to go on a slight tangent. This was several years before Cannibal Holocaust, right? Correct. Was it like eighty three or four. I mean, that is, I think, the only Italian horror movie I've seen, and that movie is brutal. So I'd be interested to see these for for more than just the fact that they're zombie films. Also knowing what Italian horror can do. <laughs> Yeah, Italian, Italian Italian horror
2: loves color, I can say that, so there's no shortage of, you know, making things interesting visually, but, uh, yeah, Zombie 2, I know there's a lot of fans out there that are bigger fans of Zombie 2, I know it just actually got recently released on a very special Blu-ray package, so I'm sure it looks better than ever, but I'm just not that interested in watching it that much again, but, uh, yeah, there's certainly some memorable stuff in that movie, so... Now, moving on, we next we have... Ooh, we have 1981's The Evil Dead. Uh, Sam Raimi's first film. Sam Raimi, of course, of the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, but before that, much like Peter Jackson started off in much more demented territory, Sam Raimi started off in hilariously awesome uh, horror, over-the-top gore-fest. And Evil Dead was the first of that film, of course. It also brought us Bruce Campbell in his first you know, film role. And this is another one where... They're kind of zombie. They're, I mean, they well, they are dead, and they do come back. So yeah, I'm counting it as a zombie movie. It's, uh, it's also
1: very colorful.
2: Oh yeah, Speaking it's colorful. Of color. Yeah, and um, Evil, the Evil Dead trilogy is is <clears throat> my favorite horror trilogy of all time. It's one of my favorite trilogies of all time. I watch it every Halloween, and yeah, the Evil Dead is basically the classic the classic uh, cabin in the woods story. A bunch of friends go to a cabin in the woods. And they do the old thing of going into the cellar, finding the Book of the Dead, reading from it, and invoking evil spirits to come back from life to kill them. You know, that old tale. And it's basically an excuse for Sam Raimi to let his crazy directorial style take over and have just outlandish but very low-budget special effects work their way into just a horrible night for the character of Ash, played by Bruce Campbell. Um, anyone else have anything about the Evil Dead they want to speak of?
1: I'm actually not a huge fan of the Evil Dead films. I own them all. Um, and I'm not a huge Sam Raimi fan. I'm also not a huge Bruce Campbell fan, although I like him as as a person and I like him in some roles he's done. Just as a leading man, he doesn't work for me. And a lot of his film choices uh, haven't worked for me either. But like they're OK, but I think they're massively overrated.
2: Aaron, you should get your boxing gloves on.
1: <laughs> you're gonna I, hit me all the way from California
2: I, all I can do is violently disagree because I just love the evil dead movies
7: <laughs> I mean it's it's well I'm on Jordan's side woo um,
2: yeah five, you're so happy, happy that the Mexican is
7: picking your fight
5: <laughs> no I
7: <laughs> I think the movies are good I like I, one of the the first evil dead was one of the first movies I bought on blu-ray for myself and I like them I just I don't know I think Sam one of Sam Raimi's best movies is a simple plan
2: when did you uh, yeah, well, yeah that's a good point but when, when did you first see the evil dead movies um,
7: like 98. Right. So I was I was like a teen. No, I don't know. I was like either in junior high or into high school. So I saw him at like, I think the right age. I mm-hmm. wanted to see him. Um, I'm a weird guy because I like the first one over the second one. Now that's weird, but that's something. That makes- it is weird. It's weird because I just think the second one is just him remaking the first one with a bigger budget and kind of lose loses a lot of its magic for me. I prefer your tree rape rape.
1: to take on a serious tone. (laughs) What's that? You prefer your tree rape to take on a serious tone. Yeah, I want my tree rape rape to
7: be, you know... I want my tree rape to be hound dog status. I want it to be... I want I want to, I want to feel the vines and the sap get up in them guts. No, I'm sorry. No, no I want to you know. keep going with this. Go on. <laughs> well, I needed. I I don't know. I wanted her. I want a new STD to be coming up, like a poison ivy. But you know, like a Submit ivy. I I can't keep going. I'm just gonna stop. Edit this all out, Abe. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> staying. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, no, I I I don't know. I like the first one uh, more than the second one. I like the second one. I appreciate it. I. I like if like Aaron, it's one of your favorite horror trilogies of all time. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with you thinking that. I just I don't know. I I I wanna like it a lot, but I, I like I like other Sam Raimi movies. Although I do like the Evil Dead trilogy more so than I do his Spider-Man
2: trilogy.
1: I can agree with you with that as well. I'm a huge Spider-Man yeah. fan, did not like the Sam Raimi films.
2: Let's move on to <laughs> another nineteen eighty one film, which Mr. Jim D. who was gonna join us but didn't quite make it out of this podcast. Jimmy! Suggested- it, thank you. Uh, it's American Werewolf in London. Now, obviously, the movie is called American Werewolf in London, which makes you think, hey, isn't this movie about vampires? No, it makes you and think. And London? Isn't this movie about werewolves and London? But uh, no, it yeah, it is. But um, it does have a zombie element in there, because every time our hero kind of kills somebody, they kind of come back and uh, in zombie form, essentially kind of ghost zombie form. And I just want to shout this movie out because that's kind of a cool choice to put in here in terms of the kind of unconventional zombie movie genre. And it also helps that you know American Werewolf in London is just a damn good movie. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's
7: it's a, a damn good makeup movie too. Good it is, yeah, That, that, that so makeup holds up, and I would,
2: I would, yeah. I would still hold it up as, as <laughs> maybe the best werewolf movie that has come out. Honestly, I know there's not Did that you,
7: many to choose from, but you're
2: right. Did you see Wolf I, with Jack Nicholson?
7: <laughs> did you Wolf. see
2: wolfman with benicio del toro you're supposed to say did you see oscar winning wolfman <laughs> oh yes that is correct yes it did What About
1: the shaggy dog <laughs> <laughs> and from there we can
2: move on because no, no one's going to top that um next we have um, 1985's return of the living dead has anyone seen return of the living dead i have not yes, seen yes. yeah i have not, I have not. Yeah, I have not.
1: And I looked uh, it up on Netflix, and they only have Return of the Living Dead 3 on Instant Q.
2: But I hear that's the best one. 3 was not good. <laughs> How is this movie, uh, now, Um, Bad, it, but fun. It? It's like the punk rock zombie movie, right?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, a bunch of rockers go to the cemetery, and from what I, understand, from what I remember, because I I was really into these zombie movies when I was a kid. So, from what first, I remember...
2: First, 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 first do... do, do do we, do we find out where The Living Dead went before they return? Yeah. Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> They're on spring break. Okay, go on.
7: I going to say Honduras, but yeah, no. <laughs> Cabo, Cabo works. Um, no, apparently a bunch of zombie kids – I'm sorry. It's a bunch of punk rock kids go to the cemetery, hang out, give parties. This one girl ends up being naked for yeah. some reason. And then then because of a government accident, um, I think, like, some toxic waste gets in the air and the rain. So that's like a toxic – rain which makes the living, which makes the dead living, and then they come back, and then the people who run the cemetery all freak out, and it's kind of, it's just a, a Living Dead movie that takes place in the cemetery, mm-hmm. and it's terrible, but it's fun, stupid. That's that's where the whole, those Eternal Living Dead movies are all, are where the whole brain. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, I, the, I the, was yeah. literally I just gonna ask come, you that. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's where the,
7: the yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it all started. So that's only what they go after is brains, and some of them can talk. So it's just really cartoony, and it has no social commentary whatsoever. It's just well,
1: stay out of stay out of cemeteries.
2: <laughs> Keep your clothes on. I think that's another good message.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Don't trust a girl with uh, cold sores and, uh, and neck tattoos.
2: That was that's uh, good advice. That was my motto, that idea. was my motto before. Um, always, you know, wait for the white cheeks and film. <laughs> uh, yes. Movie gone. Um, <laughs> Our, uh, our next film is uh, another. There's a lot of 1985 films. Um, 1985's Reanimator.
0: 15 cc's of reagent being This is not an advertisement for a new movie.
1: This is a warning. If you are squeamish, if you have nightmares, you? if you have a weak heart, before you experience Reanimator, think very carefully. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror,
2: Reanimator. Remember. You've been warned. He's dead. Not anymore. Reanimator is a movie I am in love with because it is absolutely crazy. It is like one of the best college movies that there can be. Has anyone else seen Reanimator?
7: I saw it recently, like two, uh, like two years ago, for the first time.
2: Yeah. Basically, it involves <laughs> it, it involves a couple of characters. Are they like med students? They're med students, right? Yeah. I think so. It involves med's stu- two a couple of med students, and one one guy gets a new roommate played by Jeffrey Combs, who becomes kind of a, a cult horror icon among others. And
8: uh of Frightener's fame.
2: Of yeah, of, of Frighteners. He's Frighten really? the Frighteners Fame, really. Awesome. Um, and what we find out is that Jeffrey Combs' character is trying to reanimate deceased corpses, essentially. He's a reanimator. And he kind of invents a serum that does this and it's basically just a giant excuse to have really elaborate gory special effects that are kind of amazing and it's 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 a hilarious movie it's like <laughs> it's definitely a cult movie because it's not a movie for everybody but anyone that gets kind of the humor of this movie it is kind of amazing
7: it was really fun i enjoyed it um i don't own it but i don't feel like i need to cuz i probably wouldn't watch it again but i like I wouldn't be like by myself going, yeah, I want to watch this. I'd probably be like, hey guys, come over. And the guys that would want to watch it are already own it. So there. <laughs> it's it's a fine film. It's it's fun. It's kind of quirky. It's kind of dumb. I assume if you were under some sort of influence, it'd be a lot better. But I'm essentially straight edge, and it's just I kind of not as fun as it could be.
2: <laughs> uh, moving on, we have another 1985 film, and this is another heavy one. Uh, Day of the Dead from George A. Romero, his third film and his zombie series is of the dead series and day of the dead um i would have said it's his le- one of the lesser ones but i still like this movie quite a bit and i certainly like it more than some of the later ones that we'll get to later on for george a. romero but day of the dead is notable for basically having crazy awesome gore effects from thomas Beanie. it's kind and of a- chef
1: rocket from uh, mr rogers <laughs> 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 oh yes uh- <laughs> and like the dean of pittsburgh university or something like that the dean of some university around Pittsburgh is one of the zombies as well. Are hey, you for real? But Yeah, uh, him and Chef Rocket are both there yeah. as zombies.
2: Uh, Day of the Dead basically picks up basically a lot of a long time after kind of the zombie outbreak has occurred. At the, and at this point, it deals with kind of a group of survivors who work for the government, and they kind of they work in a, like an underground base camp where um, uh, they kind they kind of round up zombies for experiments based on one of the. Um, One of the scientists down there does a lot of experiments on zombies and lots of, lots of tension ensues in this movie. When I first saw it, I
7: saw it, I saw Dawn of the Dead first and then I saw this film and I had high expectations for it before I saw it. I was like, if Dawn of the Dead was like this and Imagine Day of the Dead, it must be a bigger scale because I assumed it'd be a bigger scale on it. It's
1: the whole day.
7: (laughs) I right? I think it's good. I I think it's not his strongest zombie film, but it's not his weakest by far. Um, Really good effects. Uh, some good acting, uh, some good uh zombie acting. One of some of the best zombie acting was in this movie.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's a memorable zombie named Bub in this movie. Yeah, but even outside of Bub, even there's, uh, yeah, the there's extras, yeah there's good zombies in this movie. Yes. And
7: yeah, I think I think that really really made it something special for me.
2: And it has a um, really awesome '80s, a real '80s score too. Not as quite as awesome yeah. as the Goblin score, but it's still really really
1: fun. It's very different too for for most of the Romero films and other zombie films. There's large stretches where Zombies don't really factor in much at all. Um, This one really makes it that people are the The danger, regular humans. And I think it's also the only one where you don't see anyone bit and turned. Hmm. You see people uh... bit? You see zombies, but I don't think you ever see anyone who's bitten get turned in the film.
2: That's very interesting. I never thought about that, actually.
1: But he's got all those things. Like, there's a scene right in the beginning, so it's not going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, where I think it's a dream sequence. Well, it's definitely a dream sequence of some type, but where the main character, she's uh, she's in a room and all these zombie hands just burst through a wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things like it where it just catches you off guard and, like I said, does a lot of things very differently. It's not set in the Northeast. It's set in Florida. Um. The whole military thing, the fact that it's underground and that it takes place not as long over quite as long of a period as day, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Um, oddly enough, <laughs> considering we were talking about Dawn versus Day, but uh, it takes place over a considerable amount of time. And, and the setting is just so different. It, it's it's one you can watch um, when you're in a different mood than, than Dawn or any of the others. I'll say where you, in those ones you want to see some zombie carnage and some people running away and stuff. This one's just more psychological, I guess. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, but it still has, both the most graphic of zombie violence of the of at least the first three. True, violence.
1: but it's more spread out, I guess, or yeah. more localized. Is what I'm, it's been a while since I've seen this, so I could be misremembering. It,
2: it does quite because it's, it's 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 considerably shorter than Dawn. It's because it's only like it's like 140 minutes, but it uh.
1: 102 actually.
2: 142 <sighs> minutes. The oh, sorry, I said that wrong. An hour and forty minutes. No. Oh, um, I see, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, because, I mean, each of them kind of, each each of the zombie movies tend to lead into, like, the big zombie climax fallout, where just basically all hell goes to lose. And this one has, this one goes kind of crazy with the gore effects, and even, like, the beginning of the movie, kind of, it kind of out-and-out says this movie has, is really much more realistic when you have a zombie that has, like, no lower jaw, and it's just, it shows you how complex the makeup has gotten, and this time around in
1: terms of... Oh, yeah, everything in the laboratory is pretty... pretty. Oh, that, that
2: stuff is... Yeah, that nasty. But it's also,
1: too. I'll say, in terms of the resolutions of the first three, it's also probably the most satisfying, at least with the character of Bub. Yeah, actually, yeah. You, know, you kinda have you kind of have a fist-pump moment for the zombies, but it's, it's still a fist-pump moment, whereas with the first two, in the first one, it's kind of a really big downer, and the second one, you're like, maybe they'll make it, kind of, <laughs> but this third one, you know, like, go zombies, so... Hmm.
2: Yeah, I have, the, I have the best reaction to Dawn and just how that movie plays out and how its tone works out, even with the end where there's there's a little thing that some, could, some would almost think betrays kind of the theme of the movie, but I don't, and I kind of like how it ends a lot in Dawn of the Dead.
7: And the yeah. little theme for when that moment happens is amazing. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know exactly um, what you're talking about,
1: and it's yeah. awesome. Uh, moving on, we get to
2: 1987 with Evil Dead 2, which is –
1: Evil Dead One with jokes. With uh,
2: yeah. it's it's Evil Dead One with three Stooges humor, and because I don't technically consider these movies zombie movies, I hesitate to call it a favorite zombie movie of mine. But it, it is one of my favorite zo- movies of all time, and It'd it be more was,
7: of a demonic possession movie. Wouldn't yeah, it?
2: I guess that'd be that'd be the more yeah that'd be the better category to put it into. But with that said, Evil Dead 2 came out with a fantastic Blu-ray last year, and I was really happy to get it because it has this amazing making of on it. But yeah, Evil Dead 2, it's essentially Evil Dead 1, but yeah, with a lot more humor, it's w- w- way wilder with its camera work. Like, it's just awesome to see. I-, I-, I like Sam Raimi's kinetic style in these old horror movies, and especially with like how Drag Me to Hell came out, which is not a zombie movie, but that was like his recent foray back into horror, which was just kind of a, a cool retro return for, for him for people that are fans of his work and but yeah evil dead 2 was. Is...
1: which means not me
2: yep <laughs> but yeah that's a movie i love and moving on further to 1990 we get the first remake of night of the living dead which was directed by makeup master tom savini i really like this movie at least i believe Abe has seen this movie it has a uh, Candyman in it yeah it does have tony todd in it yes <laughs>
8: I did see this movie. I thought we were going to do a podcast for this one, but I was like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise, going back to the 60s. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie
2: in a long time, so I'm a little, I'm way weary on, on how I have not movie. seen it at all.
8: Really? It's really good. I really like it. I think the female leads are stronger in this movie. Is that right, Alan? Yeah. Would they be like... any
4: weaker than in
7: the <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
8: No, but they're like, they're like picking up guns and shooting zombies.
7: She's almost like, by the end of the movie, she's Ripley.
8: Yeah, it's crazy. yeah, it's kind of that. Yeah, <laughs> I like, I, And then when I saw the 60s one, I was like, man, Barbara,
2: you need to, I would shake that out of you. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a considerable step up from her being comatose despite standing up and being awake throughout the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only way to make weaker female characters would be literally, literally have cardboard cutouts, I think. They use that
2: sometimes. Oh, Bill Bosley's in The out of the Living Dead. <laughs> That's cool. He's in the um, Rob Zombie's movies, uh, House of the Thousand Corpses, yeah, yeah. Devil's Rejects. Anything else about that? Okay.
7: It's good. Go see it. Uh,
2: wrapping up the Evil Dead trilogy, 1992 was Army of Darkness, which is far a far cry from being a zombie movie. This one's this is this is a medieval fantasy movie <laughs> based on how Evil Dead Two ends, but. Yeah, there's there's really almost no reason to mention this, so I'm just going to move on.
1: Except for the awesome mashup with Red Hot Chili Peppers of Suck My Boomstick. (laughs) That's funny. If you haven't seen that, Google that, because it's pretty awesome.
2: Next is another... It's in my top ten, probably. Um, It is 1993's Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead, which is Peter Jackson's turn at making a zombie film. And this movie is credited as being one of the, if not if the most, goriest movie of all time. And... Have you guys seen Dead Alive? No. Negatory.
1: Unfortunately not. It's oh. another one on my
2: list. Okay. Is it <laughs> this, this, is, this is Peter Jackson before we got, you know, he's not even gotten serious now, but this is Peter Jackson when he's still in his insane, like, I'm going to make just craziness happen, and that's what Dead, that's what Brain did. It's actually, before Shaun of the Dead, this was the first romantic comedy with zombies, because that's really what it is. It, it involves it involves a young man who's living with his mother who kind of falls in love with a girl and tries to make a romance work. But of course things go terribly wrong as a zombie investigation takes over and he's in charge of basically containing it within his house. And it, the way this movie progresses from like, it's just like disgusting stuff into more disgusting stuff into leading up to the third act, which is just this entire zombie mayhem is it's 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 wonderful for anyone that's a zombie fan and it's completely you can see you can see it's it's funny to watch Lord like the lord of the rings films and king kong and like watch movies like dead alive and beat the feebles and see Jackson from and how his style you can still see it in his later work but you're like wow this this man went from these smaller films to these epic this epic trilogy and that's kind of amazing <laughs> but uh, brain dead it it has a legendary uh, lawnmower scene in particular, which is uh, – it's, it's insane. It's,
1: but Aaron, insane. is it better than the lawnmower scene in The Happening, I ask you, with a <laughs> smile on my face? It's not better than
2: the lion scene in The Happening, that's for sure.
1: The, lo- the I don't even remember the lion scene, but I
2: – Lions? Where they watch a YouTube video of
1: lions? I've excised most of that movie from my memory. <laughs>
2: Just to just to peel off into a tangent, they bring. I only remember I only up,
1: remember the the lawnmower because it's in the trailer.
2: <laughs> someone brings up a phone and they show a YouTube video of a guy feeding himself to lions in the happening. What?
1: And they show that a lion so like terrible. rip off
2: his arm. It, it's... <laughs> there is a commentary that we need to do. To
1: the only redeeming thing about that movie is that when I saw it in theaters, which yes, I unfortunately did, someone pulled the fire alarm about twenty minutes from the end, oh, and I got man. a free movie ticket. <laughs>
2: Seems to happen a lot. Oh, wait! I think you. Unless you were talking about the happening before,
1: it's not last episode, but I have talked about it online before, so it's possible you've heard me talk about that before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All
2: right, getting away from that and back to the show, um, Alex. Yes, <laughs> yes, you brought up this next one from 1999, Idle Hands. I did. Want to go into it a little bit? Okay. Me? Yeah, sure.
7: Devin Sal is in it, and he loses a hand, and his hand comes back to life and starts messing with things, and Seth Green is in it as a zombie, <laughs> and Jessica Alba looks pretty. Other stuff happens, too. That's all I remember. I just remember, I, you were thinking about zombie movies, was like, that kind of counts, right?
2: Good. Idle Hands, it's a horror comedy from 1999. It's, it's not a, it's not an amazing movie, but it's fun.
7: It's kind of a movie where if like it was fun, I would yeah. watch it. Would it wouldn't be on HBO. It would be like on Showtime or Cinemax, but if it was on one of those two, then you watch it, because why not?
1: It would be on Encore.
2: <laughs> It'd be on Stars. It'd be on Stars Four.
1: It, it features
2: the lead of the Offspring getting his head ripped off, as I recall, or oh, like I think his, his, yeah. his skull cap, I believe. I believe, they just, I believe. I believe. Yeah, the Idle hand scalps Dexter Hotland in that movie. Oh, Offspring. Oh, Offspring. <laughs> um, leading up to another classic film, the next one on my list here is 2001's John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. That movie's just, awesome. Have, have you seen Ghosts of Mars? Is that the one yeah. with Ice Cube? That is yeah, the role of Ice Cube or... and Species, Natasha Henstridge, and Jason Statham. Also and Pam book. Greer. Pam Greer, nice. The zombies are there yeah. that big? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's basically um, Assault on Precinct 13 on Mars. That's mm-hmm. basically the movie. The one with on? no, the the No, the original Assault that, okay. on Precinct 13. <laughs> the John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, except it's on Mars. And it's... it's <sighs> awesome. It's just so terrible and awesome. It's yeah. stupid. It's so bad. Like stupid dialogue as well.
8: what? Yeah. Alright. Yeah.
2: Cool. Pretty dumb. <laughs> it's, pretty it's awful. It's it's simplistic. John Carpenter at his worst. That's... <laughs> it's
7: it's it's like one or two steps higher than Escape from LA. It's.
2: I like Escape from LA. <laughs> I,
1: I like the Jaws cameo in Escape from LA. That's about that's about it. That cracked me up when I first saw it. It's uh. It's better than John
2: Carpenter's Vampires. It is. (laughs) I just recall us making a lot of mention about John Carpenter's vampires last time. Well, we were talking about the John Carpenter's the thing. I believe John Carpenter's vampires was, man, that's a movie that isn't good either. (laughs) But yeah, um, we haven't talked to anything about what Ghosts of Mars is about. But essentially, there's zombie Martians. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: enough for you. Mars is a tribute to Ray Bradbury.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a a tribute (laughs) to Ray Bradbury. (laughs) Um, next up is a movie series. It's the beginning of a movie series that I don't care for, but apparently it's popular enough to have five, four sequels now. It is 2002's Resident Evil, starring Mila Jovovich and directed by everyone's favorite Paul Anderson, Paul W. S. Anderson. And uh, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, <laughs> um, are you guys, Is anyone fan of the Resident Evil franchise? No. Define fan. Do you care for these movies?
7: I've seen the first one, the third one, and I think I saw the other one. But... Well, at least
2: you skipped what happens to be one of my least favorite movies of all time, Resident Evil Apocalypse, but...
1: Isn't I believe like... I've seen two, four, and five, I think. There's the I didn't fifth really one? care for any of them. Yeah,
2: there's uh, always... yeah. no, no, the, no, there's not the fifth, there's a fourth one. Oh. The fifth one's being made, right? The
1: okay, one. then I've seen the second and fourth, then, for yeah. sure. And, I, yeah. saw the, I saw the and...
2: one when I went to Vegas, and
7: I saw the That's first the, one. That's the third
2: one, Extinction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron, are you sure you uh, don't
2: really like these movies? <laughs> Well, I'm a film buff, Abe, so I I just know these things.
1: You just like naked, whatever her name is. You that's not yeah, enough there you go. That's, she's naked in most things it's not it's not enough for me it's to, true. Like, that's true that's are. one of those rules of the universe like gravity or dinosaurs
2: resident evil's just just like enigma it's not even enigma because i get it I, if you go to hot topic you can watch resident evil movies apparently that's kind of the, the gist i get from it but like resident evil and the underworld franchise are just two movie series that i see are basically interchangeable like if you take out zombies and put in vampires you have underworld and you know they turn the lights down I'm
1: I'm confused about what you mean by going into a hot topic to watch Resident (laughs) Evil, though. Me too. Yeah. What do you mean? What what are you insinuating? If you go to Hot Topic, you can watch Resident Evil. Okay. It's uh, you know, if
2: you like Tool and Nine Inch Nails and you like Resident Evil, that's kind of whereas whereas it has. (laughs) Wait a minute. I like Tool and Nine Inch Nails. It has it has that kind of. I kind of like Tool. when I watch when I watch Resident Evil movies, it seems like it's like the stereotypical person that goes into hot topic and buys the black t shirts with crazy zombie images or Resident Evil images on them, and like it just worships everything that's all about underworld and Resident Evil. It's that's my opinion on it. I've said no, it. Best. That's the kind of you of say, wap-ow, wap-ow, wap-ow,
8: wap-ow. That sounded like an Ewok.
1: Who, who <laughs> does that song? Is that disturbed?
8: That's disturbed. Yeah. I'm happy. I don't know. who. I have no idea. I listen to it? rap. <laughs>
7: Oh, I listen to metal. I just don't listen to garbage. Yeah. Well, so what is it? A, that song. Oh, <laughs> he sounds—he sounds like a monkey. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> disturbed, but that's not the song I was doing. There's, there's another one.
7: Okay. Anyway. Was it Mudvayne?
1: It, was it Godsmack? Actually, it might be Godsmack. You <laughs> might or be right. Or
2: Nickelback. It's. Those, that's not a that. Nickelback's way different than those bands.
1: Listeners, that's... if you know who did that song. You <laughs>
2: Getting back to the show, yeah, Resident Evil. Who plays Who plays the Resident Evil video games? Anyone? Oh, I, I do. That's that's why I don't like the movies because there's yeah, nothing, like the nothing like the yeah. It's like if, especially since the first Resident Evil has like a perfect story, which my friend has mentioned many times. It's like how could they not adapt that right. story? Why do they make a completely different story? That's just. Uh, okay, so next brings us to oh my god, this movie's amazing. 2003's House of the Dead, directed by infamous video game adapter Uwe Bull. Has anyone seen House of the Dead? Because you of the, I, No. You, you, haven't seen, you
1: haven't seen what I consider to be U.E. Bull's best movie? Well, when it was on the list, I thought it was House on Haunted Hill at first. And I was like, yeah, I've seen this one. And then I Googled it and I was like, no, I haven't seen this. House of the Dead, placed based
2: off the light gun arcade game, this movie is – every everything about this movie is terrible and hilarious. And what makes it more hilarious is that U.E. Bull – Released another cut of the movie that's called the comedy cut. As if the first oh version God. of the movie wasn't already hilarious in itself because it's so bad. This one has line. This one has a scene where all the characters that are fleeing from zombies on an island in the in like the Pacific Northwest. There has a scene where they all enter a like an old decrepit room and they see it's in, like some kind of library and a girl pulls out one random book from nowhere and asks, look at this old book maybe it can help us. That's the the kind of logic that happens in this
8: movie. I thought you were going to say that, They go into an older room, and then they all start doing, like, the Macarena or something. Well, that'd be even better. Yeah, and they'd be like, Uh, oh, that is is gold!
2: It stars Clint Howard in a
1: supporting role, by the way. Every movie features Clint Howard in a supporting role.
2: But he has an especially important one, because he plays the first mate of a ship, and he wears a a bright yellow slicker. Uh, (laughs) Like the Gorton's Fisherman? Uh, House of the Dead <laughs> an arcade game that didn't need a movie and what somehow has a movie that has nothing to do with the House of the Dead video game besides the title, it's, it's amazingly how bad this movie is. i never heard of Uwe Boll before, I, I, no one had before this point be, besides in Germany but he's of course made himself very well known to people since then having done many, many terrible terrible video game movies like Blood Rain, which featured <laughs> Billy Zane, Far Cry uh, alone in the dark the legendary alone in the dark in mean, the name of the king I don't even want to talk about Uwe evil anymore but House of the Dead that's a movie that that oh man that is, it's a gift that keeps on giving It's the, there you go it's the gift that keeps on giving moving on to a gift that keeps on kind of giving 2003's 28 Days Later from Danny
1: Boyle ooh are you referring to Cillian Murphy's penis when you talk about the gift that keeps on giving?
2: I well, I only referred to Michael Fassbender's penis on this show, so no. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I was referring to Brendan Gleason. I was referring to Brendan Gleason, but um, no. Twenty-eight days later, another movie that would almost spark controversy in calling it a zombie movie, but um, because they're technically not zombies, they're infected. It is a zombie movie. yes, it is. It's very it much is. a zombie movie. It is. Um, yeah. This movie's notable for. Well, there's – yeah, this movie is notable for introducing fast zombies because since they're infected with rage and they're running crazy at you and it has also the kind of – the insta-zombie method where any part of them gets on you. Blood or anything gets in you – into you, gets on you. They bite you. You turn in like 20 seconds or less. It's – Just cutting out the middleman. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But uh, besides that, 28 days later – it's a solid movie. I really like this movie a lot. I've watched it many times. Even the even if the third act kind of gets a little less than quality, I, I've come to kind of really enjoy the end of this movie as well as the, just the first two acts. So just especially the first act, which has Killian Murphy roaming through London empty, empty run, London streets. You know, this is before we can use great CGI to kind of digitally get rid of everything. This is just Danny Boy literally blocking out streets in London to have one lone man walking through it. And it just has some kind of, some amazing digital photography. Yeah, going take on. That one, and, and this,
1: is, <laughs> this is one of his first movies in the U S too, wasn't it? Murphy. I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Killian Murphy. Yeah. This is one who, is, who now is such a big, he's in everything. He's a bigger star. star yeah. But, uh, well, he's now he's in Christopher
2: Dolan's camp of I'm going to be in your movies. Um, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. Killian Murphy. This is a breakout role for Killian Murphy. Um, Brendan Gleason's a solid supporting character in this movie. Um,
1: Terrible fate for him.
2: Yep, very sad. God, this movie has sad moments too, and it has a great soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Between yeah, it. Have really you guys watched
1: any of the alternative endings on the I DVD? I did. Wolverine? I remember when that
2: movie was in theaters, and they were all like, "Go oh, see it again to see it. Stay at the end of the credits to see the alternate alternate <laughs> endings that were too scary to use."
1: <laughs> which I, my favorite is nothing. the one where they switch out the blood.
2: Yeah, that was. Like, yes full oh, it's like, body that's like, transfusion that's like the storyboard ending that they had like yeah. just, they just had the idea for that so they pr- it's pretty cool because they like lay it out on the dvd blu-ray of like how they would have done this ending and they like act out the voices and stuff it's a really cool special feature actually it's also a really dumb story idea that it is a dumb, dumb story but awesome. idea but it's like well, that they, they they tried to like kind of make it work on the dvd yeah
7: but okay. no yeah, 20 Wait, days later, it's a solid movie I, but I, it has a terrible blu-ray transfer
1: yeah, that's oh, is that, that is. Word? I mean, the movie always looked pretty grainy to me, yeah, especially yeah. in later hat and anytime it's dark out.
7: Yeah, but still, it just looked worse. My DVD looked better than my Blu-ray. Ooh,
1: Ooh. It was that's one. Of the, it was one of those early good. Blu-rays, and
2: it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It was like Fifth Element bad. When it, once uh, twenty-eight months later it comes out and then we get the box set, then I'll hope that there's a new transfer. <laughs> <laughs> it should be around the time of the. Well, it's almost two thousand thirteen, so it'll always be time for 10 ten-year anniversary for 20 Days Later. Wow! Yeah.
1: Isn't oh, it weird to old. say ten
2: year anniversary for twenty eight days later?
1: It's very strange, but also the ten year anniversary of House of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, what I de- that,
2: uh, that's what I definitely need on Blu-ray. So I'm maybe you can get this.
1: the maybe you can get the two pack. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: yeah. well,
7: I
2: can't wait for like the Oui-Bel dif-
7: the, the definitive Oui-Bel collection. <laughs> collection. That's going to be a
2: treat. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, twenty eight days later. That's a that's a good one. That's a solid solid movie. Uh, speaking of not solid movies, we have 2004's Resident Evil Apocalypse, which I consider to be one of the worst movies ever made. I hate this movie so, so much. Um, which is, It was kind of annoying. I remember when this movie was coming out, Like, I hadn't seen the first Resident Evil, but I watched the trailer for two. And I'm like, okay, that looks all right, I guess. So I watched the first one. And I was like, well, that was something, I guess. And then I saw the second one. I was like, oh, God, this is, this is where we are. Huh? This is... <laughs> So let's move on to a good movie. Let's, yeah, let's move on to another... Well, man, 2004 happens to have one of the worst zombie movies ever made, but it also has two of the best ones. Um, well, first is the remake of Dawn of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, Zack Snyder's debut feature film, and Some
1: would Featuring say... Featuring a great maybe... Disturbed cover. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, the Richard
7: Cheese, Blowjack um, cover, yeah. uh
1: uh-huh.
7: Yeah. Down with know? the
1: sickness, you mother get up, and then you're down with the sickness.
2: Dawn of the Dead I saw in theaters... I think four times. I really, really yes, love this yeah. movie. Wow. This movie it's was good. it's it's what I liked about it is that it's not really a remake so much as it's like an action version reimagining of Dawn of the Dead, which is something. Because I'm sure when this movie was coming out, a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're gonna remake Dawn of the Dead," but when it came out. It was solid. This, movie's like, this movie kicks ass. Like, this movie oh, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just hits the ground running with the first like opening. opening. Literally. Yeah. It literally hits the, it ground the ground running. The opening sequence of this movie before the
1: pre-title sequence, the cold open, is just fantastic. It's just really Yeah,
7: great. it's really kind of eerie and awesome and yeah. just good. great. It's just great.
1: Yeah. It's a fantastic soundtrack all the way through, not just the Sturm cover, but the use of Johnny Cash and some other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, the man yeah, comes yeah, around yeah,
2: in the, the beginning. Credits titles are really cool.
1: They're beautiful. I mean – I mean, I know there's a lot of non-fans of Snyder. I'm not one of those people. I'm a huge Snyder fan. Even though he is a terrible writer, he visually, he does so many things that I just love. And you can really see in this film... You know, there's a little bit of speed ramping. There's color correction, definitely. A lot of those things that he became known for later on, he was experimenting with even then. Um, and probably because he used those things less. So uh, it's probably why that movie's more loved than some of his more recent stuff.
2: Works well. and Yeah, it has a, a solid cast of a mix of like, random character acts and just people like it has it, Abe it has it has Phil from Modern Family it has Ty Burrell in a no way this movie. And he's, he's like a, he's, yeah, he's he's, amazing, he's, he's hilariously deadpan in this movie he has like all he's, the greatest sarcastic dick oh, he's already gearing
1: up for his Phil role yeah, yeah, that's it's, was, he's a really different character. He is; he's very
2: different. But he's—it was hilarious. This is where I first saw him. Like this guy is awesome, and I was so happy to see that he got a—he's like oh, a successful TV series now.
1: Uh, and Sarah Polly, who I kind Sarah, of miss in film, not yeah. counting uh, splice because that was not my favorite movie ever. Whoa, cool. Oh, oh, Aaron so liked it. <laughs> it was—it was a little too rapey for me.
2: <laughs> You know it's a movie because it has Mackay Pfeiffer in it. Uh, Vin Rames is here, being all badass. Like this movie is just cool to watch. Like it's just has so many. It, there, there's, there's a, there's scenes where they have the, um, where they like, what they, 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 um, armor up two of the, the vans, and they go out to this world of zombies, and the, the way, the way they shoot some of like the explosions that happen there's just really cool like camera work in this movie along with just like a really solid just story that even though it's not like it's not like as good as dawn as the original dawn of the dead in terms of like how it kind of tackles uh, themes and social color. like it, it it just goes for like being a straight-up action horror movie and it works well by doing that and does a good job of separating itself from the original film
1: it also uses the fast zombies i mean we already said they yeah, once again introduced yeah, this... in 28 days but
2: yeah, this one brings back the, the fast zombie thing, which is
1: – it works. It works in this
2: movie. It works with the, the adrenaline this movie kind of has. And
1: it's, these ones are actually technically zombies too, so
2: yeah, double and, win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of double win, 2004 also brought us Shaun of the Dead. And, Sweet. Yeah. Aaron, I've got to interrupt you. You've got some red on you. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead – from director Edgar Wright, who's gone on to make Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and came from making the popular British BBC series Spaced, which is
1: and Ant- hopefully we'll go on to make Ant Man. We can Ant Man
2: and another another film featuring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost called World's End, which we know nothing about, but should complete the trilogy that was Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and
1: this. What ice cream!
2: What an ice cream trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy. Um, Shaun of the Dead is of course it's not a spoof; it is an homage. It pays homage to many, many zombie films, but it it works because it's it's its own entry into the genre, and it is a fantastic zombie romantic comedy, as it was correctly billed as. And <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is a movie I. I it's it's almost hard to not call this my favorite zombie movie of all time because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but because just because Dawn of the Dead is like has more is more impact in terms of being a zombie movie, but uh, Shaun of the Dead is so much fun to watch. I've watched this movie this is one of the movies that I've watched the most of movies that I've just watched in general. And the way humor and characters and even emotion, there's a surprise amount of emotion in this movie. It's not all fun and games, guys. It I yeah, I absolutely love Shaun of the
8: Dead. I love how they took all the elements of like zombie movies, made it a good like, laughing comedy, but made it a good, yeah, like a zombie movie, because toward the end there, I wasn't actually sure what was going to happen, and I was like, oh, that's exactly what would happen in a zombie movie, where they're going up the cellar. I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what's, what would happen.
1: <laughs> and there's some really heartfelt moments, too, like, with uh, with, oh, with his with mom, his mom. yeah, that was yeah. sad. And, and like I already mentioned, there's a lot of references, things like they're coming to get you, Barbara, or the <laughs> fact that Ed at one point wears a shirt that just says wood on it, so Ed Wood. Um, and and tons and tons of other things like that. Tons
2: of visual gags and names and just, yeah, so many references to other past zombie movies. The way it's edited has a lot of little evil dead touches to it where there's kind of fast action scene, shot, shot, shot.
1: There's the part where they're flipping through the television and you hear like the explanation for the zombie (laughs) uh, apocalypse, which comes from like a little snippet from every other zombie movie, whether it be Down Satellite or Rage Infected Monkeys or, you know, et cetera. Yeah, the soundtrack for this movie is awesome too it's their use of queen is phenomenal yeah, is. yes
2: yes it is the, the editing in this movie is just amazing the way they they managed to sync in music with action on screen and there's a lot there's a ton of jokes that like call back on each like they're, they'll be set up in the first act and like paid off on throughout the film that works incredibly well there's a whole there's a whole steadicam sequence there's a whole early long shot where which has simon sean simon Pegg's character kind of walking from his flat to Abe's flat um he walks <laughs> He walks all the way to to, uh, to like the uh, liquor store, grabs something, comes back, and then it does it after Zom- Z-Day has happened, and the way it kind of connects these two scenes is just fantastic. Right. Well, I
1: mean, it uses social commentary, just like a lot of the Romero films, to say that if the zombie apocalypse happened, not a whole lot would change. Yeah. You know, people are already kind of zombies in their life.
5: I can see it. I can see it. It's just outside. Any zombies out there?
1: Don't say that. What? That? What?
5: That's the Z word, don't say it. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. <sighs> Alright. Are there any out there though? Can't say any. Maybe it's not as bad as all that. Oh no, there they are. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah? yeah?
1: I gotta do we first. Uh, one, one other thing for this film—it's the only film that makes me laugh with its use of the N word, which always <laughs> makes me feel kind of bad inside, but also laugh. Oh yeah,
7: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's really it's funny. Just,
1: it just comes out of nowhere, and yeah. it's like, why would you say that? But it's funny, you know. And it
8: has Don from the Office, UK Office. It has Don. It has Don and, and, and has Tim. Tim in a small part too. Tim. Yeah. yeah. You gotta open your eyes, yeah. Abe. Uh... Martin, Martin Freeman is
1: in Shaun of the Dead yeah. very briefly.
7: For like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like less than two minutes. Less, two yeah, minutes. It's literally less.
1: Also, Darth Maul is in this movie. Yep. <laughs> you know, so that's pretty Whoa. awesome. This movie.
7: It's almost like this movie was the big coming out party for Edgar Wright to America.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's gay. I
7: don't know. I've seen him walk around. No, and also, like, yeah, this is kind of because he's super detailed and meticulous with all the little, like, Easter eggs he wants to throw into his movies. Like, he started with this, but then Scott Pilgrim has so many movie things that, I don't, I don't know, I really like Fuzz. I mean, Hot Fuzz
1: is a lot How's of I Hot Fuzz
7: is a too? lot, too. I think, this is a str- I think this is his strongest movie, because I can see this one over and over and over again, because I think this one had the most heart out of well, all of them. I, his I, other-
2: agree. I can, yeah, I agree with that.
7: Because I think this was something that was really, really this genre and was really special to him and the and Frost and Peg. Um, Hot Fuzz is really good. Um, wasn't my favorite. I think favorite.
1: Hot Fuzz is funnier, but I think Sean is better.
7: See, I think sense. I think Sean is funnier. I th- with me between the two, just because it's my tangent. Um, I think Sean <laughs> warrants itself as a entry into the genre, but I think Hot Fuzz is more of the spoof. Uh, That's be,
5: true.
7: Would, I that see that going yeah. for. You know what I yeah, mean? I, like, in, you I guess I'm just what I'm saying. Because yeah. like, I, I don't see Hot Fuzz as a action film. I see it as a... As Hot a,
2: Fuzz is a pretty like, strong action film, though. It gets to the action I, stuff. I guess.
7: But most of the action stuff was just like, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, I've seen this before. With the zombie stuff, he kind of did new things that I hadn't seen before. I
2: agree, with, yeah, I agree with that,
7: yeah. So that's where I'm going with that. But I'm, I'm a big, big fan of uh, Shaun of the Dead. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely a recommendation. Oh, yeah, Shaun of the Dead.
2: Uh, 2005 returned George Romero to his zombie genre with Land of the Dead. After 20 years. Yeah, Qu- quite a uh, quite a gap in between. But uh, Land of the Dead has everyone seen Land of
1: the Dead? I yes, I have. I think it's the strongest of the second trilogy. Um, I don't I don't think many people would dispute that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not to the level of Night or Dawn or even Day, I would say, but it has. Some of the best looking zombies ever in his movies, um, especially some of the stuff they do with um, with puppets, especially in the beginning with like the whole de- the zombified town. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vehicle use is very cool. The look of the movie is very fun. It's pretty dumb,
5: but it it's, is, yeah. you know,
1: it's got some things in there that I do really like and kind of miss in his other films. You know, if you could take the zombies from land and put them in his original three that would just be amazing
2: i mean if this is like a big this is a studio version basically cause, right yeah so he had the budget to do more things
1: and this is pretty much the only one of his six where he had the budget to do whatever he wanted
2: yeah and it still wasn't that good
1: it just because his. well i had dennis hopper in it come on i mean <laughs> what, 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 what could you his nose
2: dennis hopper who says zombies they freak me out <laughs> it, has, it It stars The Mentalist. Simon Baker's no the way. lead character in this movie. And uh, John Leguizamo. is. Well, I like John Leguizamo. Like John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was good in it, too. He's good. He's, he's solid in this movie. This is
2: and Simon Pegg and film. Nick
1: Frost are both in it as well. They are, yes, or, yeah. They have, is this, or is it no, Edgar no, it's Wright? it's Simon. Edgar Wright. It's Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. No, yeah. no, it's, isn't it actually Nick, Nick Frost and Edgar Wright?
2: No, it's Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. They, they, oh,
1: I could have sworn one of the zombies was Tubby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: been a while since I've seen this.
2: <laughs> they cameo in there.
1: Yeah, it basically takes place...
2: Way after the zombie apocalypse has happened, and now there's kind of the movie revolves around like a, a main like mega city where the super rich get to live, and there's like a lot of poor people that live like outside of the city and the mentalist Simon Baker's like kind of freelance sup- free zombie hunter, things. like a supply guy. Yeah. Like he kind of travels through cities to, or like broken cities. So
1: there's, to... there's the supply people. And then there's like security for the supply. people. Yeah. Okay. So I forget which one he is. And they have, what's the, is it dead reckoning? Is that the name? Yeah, of Dead reckoning
2: is the name of the, like their super tank. That, that they thing's use. awesome. Yeah. And so they kind of roam around getting supplies and stuff. And of course, eventually this leads to zombies getting closer and closer to the big city. Uh, but yeah, the zombies in the movie look fantastic. And, uh, there's a, there's a good, there's a good amount of ideas in this movie, but it's just, yeah, the writing's just, it's just not that good in terms of a really strong story or care like the, there's something, it goes for the, you know, the, has the social, the, the social commentary kind of factors in there again, but yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not as good as Night, Dead, Dead, or, no, sorry, it's not as good as Night, Dawn, or Day, so.
1: Yeah, but it's definitely better than it's Diary or or, or uh, survival, survival, yeah, which we will get to later. Okay, so next up we have
2: 2006's Slither, which kind of falls into the unconventional zombie category again. But I wanted to bring it up anyway because it's an awesome movie. Um, the writer of the Don of the Dead remake, um, uh, James Gunn, um, he wrote directed Slither, which is kind of a... It's kind of a, it's really, it's a, it's a straight horror movie, really. It just has a lot of comedic elements, because that's what happens when you have Nathan Fillion starring in your lead role. Nathan Fillion but, is um, awesome. He is awesome. He's <laughs> awesome in this movie. And Slither, vastly underseen, I'd say, because it's, it is it is, a ton of fun to watch Slither. And it basically involves an alien slug that drops down from Earth, infects Michael Rooker of Walking Dead fame. And Mallrats. And fame, uh, the Rooker. The Rook. <laughs> and, um... Uh, little slimy slug things infect a, a town eventually and become basically zombies that they're all under control of one central bug alien thing but yeah so that's why i kind of counted in there but yeah it has nathan philly and elizabeth banks and yeah, you know, michael rooker Pam from the office and yeah Pam from the Pam office who was at that he was at that time james gunn's wife uh not anymore but uh yeah no it's a really it's a really fun has, has anyone seen slither
7: I have. I like it. It's one of, my fav- one, of my, one of my favorites, but it's a really fun horror film.
2: Yeah, it's like fun. And
1: I yeah. saw like the first 20 minutes, but I had a weird thing at that time when I saw it where, where I had seen Mallrats and I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. And I disliked the character of Mr. Smanning played by Michael Rooker so much that I couldn't get through this movie because anything I saw Michael Rooker in just bothered me so much because I so adamantly disliked that character. I'm serious. And it wasn't until Walking Dead where I kind of fully embraced him as an actor again. And now, you know, now I've got a chance to interview him and stuff and he's a cool guy and I've been introduced to a lot more of this stuff i need to go back to slither because i like like everybody else in it and now that i'm over that stupid hang-up based on a fictional character maybe i will be able to enjoy it this time
2: okay well yeah so fun movie really, really, really solid. um the next one i have on this list is one that i'm not sure many people have seen but it's called fido has anyone seen fido no i have
1: theory? not another one on my list. Is it on Netflix? I know it was at one I, point.
2: I don't know if it's watch instant, but I, I I know I watched it on Netflix originally when I it started. is not
1: on uh, on on Netflix we'll watch instantly at the moment.
2: Okay. Well Fido takes place in kind of the night it's like a 1950s setting and it's kind of like a you know like leave it to be there's 1950s. That's like kind of like the t- that's kind of the it's a satirical kind of 50s tone where where there are z- where zombies exist. And the lead, the lead character is like a young boy who kind of takes a zombie, who he names Fido, as his pet. And it's really, it's kind of got this quirky, fun kind of vibe to it. It's really entertaining. And I really enjoy this movie enough that I'm like, I need to make note of this movie. Billy Connolly actually plays the uh, the zombie Fido. And uh, the film co-stars uh, Carrie Ann Moss is like the mother, Trinity, from the Matrix movies. <laughs> but uh, Fido. It's a fun zombie comedy, which I, I like. I enjoy that movie, so it's... It's it's worth it's worth seeking out to to uh, to rent, I would say, just because it's kind of a unique take on the zombie genre. Cool.
1: Before you move out of 2006, I want to mention a movie, a zombie movie that people should not see, that's not on your list, and that's Night of the Living Dorks, a 2006 <laughs> German zombie film that I bought for like five bucks at Target when I was sick one year, met several years back. Um, not good. It, it as I told the guys beforehand, it does have boobs, which for me when I saw it was awesome because I was still like a teenager or whatever. But Boobs. Um, basically zombies that are fully aware of what they're doing. They're just basically cannibals who need to eat people. But they're also dorks who are trying to get laid. And it's <laughs> not good. The, the funniest thing about the movie is probably the fact that the, the dub track and the s- uh, subtitle track don't match in like a good 75% of the dialogue. They're similar, but they they're not the same. So don't watch of the living dorks, but it does exist. Thanks for thanks for that that warning. And if you really don't want to watch it, it's available on Netflix Instant.
2: Of course it is. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, before I get to a couple more, well, we
2: got still more. Before I get to this next movie, I do, I want to talk. I want to mention 2007's *Flight of the Living Dead*. I have not seen this movie. However, if there's a movie out there called *Flight of the Living Dead*, I kind of want to. <laughs> outbreak on a plane is a subtitle that kind of it, it, everything about this movie screams to be terrible for, but for some reason something called flight of the living dead is incredibly intriguing and i kind of want to watch it's just not worth it don't do it i i'll bet you a nickel that i'll get some kind of entertainment out of it okay you're on no okay. no pass because i'm sure that you'll enjoy it <laughs>
1: and i can't afford to lose nickel. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> cheap as always out of my eh? salary
1: <laughs> Next on the list
2: is 2007's 28 Weeks Later, which starred uh, Jeremy Renner, actually. Was and
1: Michael from Lost. Michael from Lost, Harold Pirineau. Um, has and Aaron's... the guy from Stargate Universe and. Idris Elba, isn't it? Idris Elba! Yeah, there's a lot of kind of before they were people people in he... you know, this movie. This is uh, he in Ron? the Outfield of the
2: Zombie movies then? <laughs> um well what's the who's uh oh, robert carlisle's in this movie oh yeah that's that's Star who i'm thinking of yeah robert, yeah, robert Carlyle. Carlyle. um who's the woman in this movie um rose Byrne. rose, Byrne. rose Byrne's what? in this movie yeah uh, have you not seen 28 weeks later
1: no barely? i haven't because yeah.
2: i was like ah oh, the
8: first one was good this one was like eh. no i like the second one way better i like yeah, the, the second I, I also i honestly
2: really like if not as much i like i like it at least as much at this point i've seen it a number of times where i'm like
1: i really like this movie. it's, a on it's, it's, it's right got a lot now. of good content uh, yeah, it's got a lot of good concepts. It doesn't get bogged down in the last act like the first one.
2: Yeah, it really stays true to itself, and, and the opening scene of this movie is awesome. Yes. I, yeah, the yeah,
8: 20,
1: well, yeah, Opening like ten minutes of this movie are absolutely
2: fantastic.
8: Okay, you guys have sold me, but it's not streaming. Yeah,
1: there's no penis. If you're if your big draw for the first <laughs> one was penis, you're not going to find that here. But, but it's a good good movie regardless. And
2: uh, you know, like it uses a it uses one of the theme like the like the main theme music that you know from the first movie. It uses that a lot in this movie, but it works and. Jeremy Renner in this movie is really cool too. He has, you know, it's it's hard to spoil things. He has a scene in this movie that's kind of amazing that I really enjoy. And I really like the kind of the way this movie goes. How it takes, it kind of it takes some unconventional. It makes some unconventional choices in terms of how it what it does with its characters, which I really like. And it also involves a helicopter versus zombies, which is something I always like
1: in to... the same way that another movie on this list will in a few movies. Yeah, <laughs> literally the exact same way. <laughs> As well as uh, the original Dawn of the Dead did, but just barely. Yes.
2: Ah, oh, Dawn of the Dead's so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch it right now, guys. We should.
2: But uh, 28 Weeks Later, no, I, I, that's, that is that is a sequel that I really enjoy. I, was really, I wasn't really, I was, crazy surprised, but I was like, oh, this movie's actually really fun. I didn't see that coming compared to 28 Days Later. But yeah, I, it, it was enough where I'm like, I would see 28 Months Later just because I was happy with how this worked. I would I'm,
1: probably sooner rewatch it than the first one.
2: Hmm. I'm
7: sorry. Yeah. I've rewatched the
2: second one more than the first one.
1: Yeah, not that I just like the first one. I just like this one more.
2: Um, and I recall 20 weeks later, it was it was well regard when it came out, too. It had a pretty high tomato meter score, I think, I believe. So I was, uh, that's that's what kind of caught me off guard, too, when I was like coming out. I was like, oh, this people are really liking this movie. Um, Next up, 2007 brought us I Am Legend, the third adaptation of I Am Legend by Richard Madison, with this one, of course, starred Will Smith, and it was a big willy weekend in December when this movie came out, because it opened huge. Deserar regardless of the fact that it's not a very good movie. I'd like to
1: reiterate...
8: <laughs>
1: ...from earlier. There's, a, I will there's say,
2: a pill called Beano that would really help you out with that.
1: There is, <laughs> there is an... Ex-
2: there are parts of this movie that I really enjoy. I like the beginning enough, and I like it all the way up to a very particular part, actually. I know the exact moment that I don't want to say, but it's about two-thirds in where I'm like, I don't like this movie anymore. I like yep. Crystal School, actually. But, um, was it was it the part where the dog dies? No, because that's affecting. It works.
8: But, My uh... dad
1: left the movie to go to the bathroom right before the dog died, uh-huh. and so he didn't really understand what was going on for a good portion of the rest so of the movie. So he like,
8: just thinks Wolf Smith is just crazy now? He's just
2: like...
1: No, I had to explain to him what would happen. He was like, oh, okay. But it was like, come on, you, you had to go pee at the exact wrong time to leave.
2: Mm. Now, with, with this said, despite the fact that I don't like love this movie, I don't think it's terrible, but um, I do think Will Smith is very good in this movie, actually. That's something I kind of hold to it. Like, I think he actually gives a, very, a really strong performance for this movie where he has to you know, t- kind of dial down being Will Smith and kind of play being alone for the, the duration of the film. And... Okay, the zombies suck. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, I don't like the effects. Yeah, the effects suck in this movie, which is insane since it has you know an unlimited budget and it makes desolate New York look amazing, but somehow it can't make creature effects work. Like, why they didn't go. Even the lions look terrible. Yeah, yeah, the animals look terrible. Yeah, especially yeah, I hated the lions in this movie. But like, why can't you use practical people? I don't know. Like, makeup does not cost as much, I don't think, to make like good effects for a huge tentpole movie like I Am Legend was. Like, that's yeah. There was nothing scary about the threat in this movie, which you know did not help.
1: And again, they totally botched the ending. Although oh, yeah. they did, they did film uh, the original ending, which but is apparently focus audiences hated it, and so they only released it on DVD. But it's so much better than the one they put in the actual film.
2: If they took, for me, if they took elements from that ending and the original end or the uh, theatrical ending and put them together, it'd be better. Uh, it's it. Oh god, it yeah. There's. It does. It the movie's title does not make sense based on how this movie goes. That's what annoys me. It it loses all the meaning of the right. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Alan, anything about I Am Legend? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There's more. 2007. Okay. 2000. This all we have. Resident Evil Extinction, the third in the Resident Evil franchise, and this was. A, I, I I recall this movie being really. It was. It was certainly hyped a lot. It seemed like they all knew that two was terrible, and they're trying to do something better with three. And I can say that 3 wasn't like – I didn't hate this movie as much as the other – for the second Resident Evil. And it actually had a lot to, it had a lot of Day of the Dead in it, which is something I kind of like admired at the time where I'm like, all right, well, at least they're trying to do something. But it's still not very good. But yet it still made tons of money. So there's an audience out there. So I'm happy for you guys that love the Resident Evil movies. I'm just not one of them. Because
7: mm. <sighs> um, you don't get to a hot topic, Aaron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not
7: really a burn but okay <laughs> i'm just not really
2: okay two t- okay next up we have record uh 2007 film
7: you're saying it wrong it's wreck. <laughs> rec.
2: wreck it's bracket wreck, bracket <laughs> bracket wreck, bracket okay be confused with... yeah, it's spelled bracket r-e-c bracket it is it is the uh it's a spanish zombie film filmed from one camera so kind of the um I'm not going to say found footage because it's not like this is based off true events kind of thing, but it's, you know, it's one single camera like Cloverfield or something like that, where you have one character holding up a camera throughout the movie. So it's essentially in real time kind of, and it follows a reporter who's on kind of a story with a bunch of firemen who go to, go to, go go to enter an apartment building. That's a disturbance has been reported. And that building becomes quarantined from the outside. So no one can get out. And while this is happening, crazy zombie actions going on within this apartment building. Have you
1: guys seen this movie? Record, no. rec? No. I've not seen the original or the yeah. remake. Okay. But I do know that the poster ruins the end of the movie for both it, films.
2: It's not, it's not as much as it ruins it. It, just, it, it kind of it gives does it just, away because yeah, you know, it's coming at that point, but it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to end on. But this movie and the sequel, which I'll talk about soon, are awesome I love this series these movies are ones that you want to see especially like in the dark with the sound up they are really well constructed they're really well conceived and like I like the paranormal activity movies it's not really related but I like these movies more in terms of how they hand and like even Cloverfield I like that movie but I like I like these movies more the way they use this format to make a film is really effective it's really well done there's some scenes where you're like when you think about what went into the making of these scenes, they are really, really ingeniously done. Very, very cool stuff. Re- re- record. <laughs> it's it's weird to say because it's like spelled with like a bracket. It's like the sign for record. So it's like weird to say it as record even though it's spelled wreck. But they're definitely they
1: – They should have just called it Red Circle.
2: Red Circle. <laughs> but yeah, they record definitely really cool Spanish movie and its sequel, which I'll get to again. Also really good. Really, really solid zombie horror movies. Um let's see next up what do we have 2007's Planet Terror um the first half of Grindhouse from director Robert Rodriguez which
1: I love far. Planet Terror and this is also the other movie to use the uh helicopter in the same way that <laughs> yes. uh, 28 weeks later did uh yeah I I get a huge kick out of this movie uh, Grindhouse is one of those movies that to really get the full experience you had to see it in the theater yep. and unfortunately you had about a 2 week window to do that cuz it flopped pretty badly but the, it's the best theater experience I've ever had. Um, two movies, lots of gags, specifically made to make, specifically done to make the audience laugh or groan along with the movie, and they did. Uh, it was it was just absolutely fantastic. Do the movies by themselves are they fantastic? No. Um, separated, do they do they really work separately? Yes, but not as well. But there's still a lot to love in both of them. And uh, Stuntman Mike, who was in the second part, is one of my favorite film villains ever.
2: Yeah, I like Death Proof quite a bit, but yeah, Planet Terror. Th- this is basically Robert Rodriguez being John Carpenter, and it make it's so much fun. It's such a fun movie. The way he's like shot it to like kind of resemble just an old trashy B movie, like the way he he applies scratches on the screen and stuff, and he has like all these actors playing just over the top <laughs> two-dimensional characters on purpose. It's just really cool to watch. The there's a there the the, the biggest joke, the one that makes me laugh the most is the scene missing scene where, like, there's literally, like, you literally lose 20 minutes of film, and it just says, like, like, the, the, the film basically oh, yeah, like, just yeah, breaks yeah. up, breaks apart, and it's, like, scene missing due to technical difficulties, <laughs> and it cuts back, and it's, like, as if 20 minutes have passed, where you, like, would get rid of all the, kind of, exposition and character development stuff, you just get rid of that completely, and just jump
1: it. And, and everything just, is on fire. Everything's on fire, exactly. <laughs> it's
2: hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, let it tear. It has, uh, what, Rose McGowan is Cherry, Cherry, Dar- was it Cherry Darling?
1: Cherry Darling, yeah. Cherry uh, Darling. L- Ray... El Ray, uh, Rodriguez. Never, he never misses.
2: He never <laughs> misses. But uh, Jerry, Jerry Darling loses a leg and then gets a machine gun leg. That's how crazy this movie is.
1: Yeah. Bruce Willis <laughs> like, is in it. Naveen Andrews, Saeed from Lost, is in it. Bruce um, Willis is also amazing.
2: He gives like a tough guy speech and then he does like crazy somersaults to dodge bullets. <laughs> and it's like this movie's is amazing.
1: And then he shows up at the end to get shot and tell you how he killed Bin Laden. <laughs> put two in his head and one in his computer <laughs> <laughs> or heart and one in computer whatever something like that yeah but there's there's just a lot of fun stuff the pocket bike um josh brolin josh is awesome Brolin's in, awesome in his movie yeah this was like the first movie i'd seen him in doc and, and it was <laughs> yeah it was like right after that i started seeing him in every movie um i forget who played his wife but she was awesome
2: uh, marley Shelton. Yeah,
1: um the guy who plays aben cooper in Red yeah, State.
2: And Michael Parks in this movie. Michael,
1: he's, re- he's reprising yes. his role from From
2: Dust Till Dawn. Which is right, awesome. Ki- and Kill Bill.
1: He technically, like... technically, this is a prequel to both From Dust Till Dawn <laughs> and Kill Bill.
2: Yes. I guess so. <laughs> Which is hilarious if you try to put some continuity behind From Dust Till Dawn and, like, what Texas has experienced.
1: <laughs> yeah. And technically, it's a sequel to Death Proof. Because Death yeah, Proof happens yeah, before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's there's so many fun kills. Uh, Thomas Avini's in it.
2: Yeah, Tom Zabini's in it. The
1: original, he gets his finger bitten off. Uh,
2: de- the original Desperate El Mariachi is in, uh, is in this movie. Michael Bean is in this movie. Michael Bean is great. In this movie. Um, <laughs> Aren't him and Jeff Fahey like brothers? Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Fahey, yeah, yeah they're yeah. brothers. Yeah,
1: another guy from Lost. Yeah. Although this is before he was on Lost. This is when not he was. Yet.
2: Yeah. This this, this, is, this is what this is when he was still not Lawnmower Man anymore. That's 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 <laughs> Jeff Fahey were focused on.
1: But yeah, it's a ton of fun if you can find the grindhouse cut, which I think you can now get on blu It's on Blu-ray. Is on Blu-ray,
2: yes. It has yeah. the grindhouse.
1: That's as, the way you want to watch show
2: it because yep. it has the fake, the fake trailers are back in tag. Machete, machete, yeah, yeah. Well, the machete trailer that's that was that was because that, that came before Planet Terror, so that was always there. But like he has the other trailers by Edgar Wright, Rob Zombie, you don't. and. Um, Eli Roth, Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving was really funny. Those, all, those are solid trailers. And the Blu-ray is great just because it has like extended scenes from those trailers, just because all of them shot so much footage that they had to pack into like two minutes. It's fantastic. Does,
1: does the Blu-ray have the Hobo with a Shotgun trailer? It does, yes. Because that was only shown in Canada and some places in Texas,
2: and originally. Speaking of crazy B-movies, if you want a crazy, awesome B-movie, Hobo with a Shotgun is kind of amazing.
1: Starring Rucker Hauer.
2: Rucker Hauer. in like an incredibly, he's he's given it his all in that movie. It's that's kind of amazing for that reason. Um, next up, another one that I'm not sure many people have seen. I kind of doubt it because it's Swedish, but it's called Dead Snow, and it's about it's about the two things that everyone loves to kill: Nazis and zombies. And it puts them together. <laughs>
1: and, has anyone seen Dead Snow? I'm going to be watching it after this because it's available on Netflix Instant, but I have not actually seen it. Cool. I've seen bits and pieces. That's what not people, not a pun. That's what people
2: turn into. <laughs> um, yeah, Dead's <laughs> Dead's Dead's No is that's another movie that's it's a it's a horror comedy and it kind of it's kind of a movie that's been influenced by Shaun of the Dead just because it's very knowing, I guess. But it's 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 very fun. It's it's a lot of fun. and It just involves a group. Of, it's like a group of um I guess like I think I missed, I guess they're students. They're probably students and they go to like a Uh, like a snow cabin resort and do snowboarding and stuff. But of course, as always trouble ensues because like uh, a regime of dead Nazis come back as zombies and terrorize the kids, (laughs) but it's very tug in cheek, but just a lot of fun. It has some creative stuff in it and it looks pretty cool being set in the snow and stuff. It's it's, it's cool on Blu-ray. That's for sure. But um, no, it's just, yeah, it's just another fun movie that I recommend. Dead snow. It's a solid rental for sure. Uh, what do we have next on here? 2008, Quarantine, which is a remake of Record. Just see Record. Don't see quarantine. <laughs> there's no reason. Just just see Record. That movie's fantastic. Although quarantine stars Dexter's sister. So if you're you know, if you're I mean, Deborah if you're Morgan in love Gen- yeah. if you're in love with Jennifer Carpenter, I'm not, but uh, yeah. go see Record. Uh, then we have another George A. Romero film for 2008, Diary of the Dead. This
1: is this is where the decline really starts to seep in on George Romero zombie films. Yeah, I mean, there are some really awesome kills. Probably there my are. favorite kills in all the movies are in this one, but the story is pretty terrible. The acting is atrocious. The acting
2: is really got awful. I story. mean, it
1: makes Night of the Living Dead look well-acted um, this, all across the board. This movie's shot
2: with a camcorder, and it's... I, what Which doesn't me? bother me. It doesn't you know. bother me but what kills me is how it's pres- how it's introduced at the beginning is that like one of these survivors in this movie has taken all the footage and edit- she she literally says this. she's edited herself and she's added scary music to make you feel the emotion of some of the scenes. That just killed me when I was watching this I was like oh why is there a score in this movie but okay yeah the characters the, the acting is like it's one thing to cast you know kind of newbie actors but you gotta think George a. Romero saw some of these takes and it's like, we could do that better, right? Like I don't know what was happening <laughs> in some of
1: this movie. Uh, but it does feature an Amish man with dynamite killing zombies. A
2: deaf Amish man, as I recall.
1: Yes, yes, a deaf Amish man whose name might have been Abraham, actually. I, I hope so. so. <laughs> <laughs> no, or it might have been Ezekiel. The, Even better. Yeah, but anyway, that that was pretty 17. awesome. There's a great <laughs> there's a great uh, acid kill. Uh, yes, yeah, cool I remember Castro the acid. stuff. And this one and the next one are the only two that are uh, direct sequels and prequels in the whole Romero filmology, if you will. Yeah, it's not a great movie. It's certainly better than the next one that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got some fun stuff it. It's got some, it's stuff, got in some
2: it. stuff in there that's like, yeah, all right, this works.
1: Yeah. Just wish I, I, d- I did like – in the uh, beginning of the movie, it's a bunch of uh, Pittsburgh film students who are filming a mummy movie. Yes. And- yeah. And you know it's going to play out this way, but they're filming a, a mummy f- scene right in the beginning, and you know they're going to call back to it later. But the way they do is still pretty funny.
2: See you next on our list. Oh, here we go. Two thousand nine, Zombieland. I'm, I'd like to think probably all of us have seen Zombieland, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have. Love Her? Zombieland. So I no say Shaun of really the good. Dead, but it's still yeah, late. I agree. I was
8: going to say it's really fun, but I mean, Shaun of the Dead, I think had better writing and also just I mean, a better overall film. I think.
2: I, I, yeah, it is, and I feel like. I feel like I tend to be down on Zombieland even though I own it and I like watching the movie. But the way I've continued to regard Zombieland is like Sh- Shaun of the Dead is to a classic Simpsons episode as Zombieland is to a Family Guy episode where there's real, there's, there's so much more to Shaun of the Dead in terms of how its humor is handled, how it, how, how, it, how it's directed. how it, Even the direction Zombie Zombieland is pretty solid. I'll give it that. But just the way that movie comes together and how rewatchable it is Compared to Zombieland, which is just, it's a lot of jokes, and it has fun, and it's a its a fun kind of a ride movie, but it's not one that I, like, feel I need to, like, revisit as much as I love revisiting Shaun of the Dead. Zombie Kill of the Week goes to Sister Cynthia Knickerbocker.
1: There also aren't really a lot of zombies in it. And the interesting thing about Zombieland is it was originally pitched as a television show. Oh, really? And they basically took that idea and said, well... Let's make a movie, and now they're making a TV show based off it. So if you like Zombieland, there's more coming. Yeah. Um. But to the small screen. Also, great cameo. Yeah,
2: has a has an amazing cameo, which I don't like. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to personally yeah. here, even though probably everyone knows what I'm talking about. But there's a great, there's an amazing cameo, and yeah, the movie does have Woody Harrelson, who's like pretty badass in this movie. Jesse Eisenberg's. Okay, in this movie, because I the thing that's another thing that gets me because I like Jesse Eisenberg in general, but for some reason his performance in Zombieland always bugs me. It's, really, <laughs> it's weird. I,
1: it does, I, yeah. And and of course Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin. Emma Stone and
2: Abigail Breslin, yeah. artist. Looking good as all yeah. Con, yeah, <laughs> car. yeah, I do like the opening title sequence in Zombieland. The, the, super, the phantom hard. camera use. What the,
1: the the rules? The whole use of the rules. Is the excellent.
2: Rule set setup is like fun, but I, I it it seems like it fades out, kind of like happy. Oh so, yeah, it kind me. of just kind it falls of big, off like yeah
1: the, the... i also love the out of sequence uh mike white cameos <laughs> <laughs> which yes. is just kind of it's one of those things that i don't think i noticed till my like second or third time i watched the film I was like that's mike white again and i was like oh okay i see how it all fits together but
2: there's like no reason to have like continuity involving his character but it does for some
1: reason <laughs> yeah yeah um, zombie kill of the week all that kind of stuff
2: yeah zombie land so next 2009 record two which is a movie, as I've said, I love Record, I love 2 already, but I, I literally just watched Record 2 last night because it was on my on my shelf off of Netflix for the longest time, and I was like, I'm going to watch this because we love this podcast. And that movie is even better than the first movie in some ways. It's at least as good. I can't recommend this series hardly enough because they're just really ingeniously made. There's a Wait, lot of really cool what stuff. What is the country of origin for these films? Are they Spanish. They're okay. Spanish. They're Spanish. They're made in Spain, and they're Spanish. But they're, now,
1: Aaron, how yes. does Rec 2 hold up to Quarantine 2 Terminal?
2: <laughs> I don't believe that's out yet. I think that's the uh, – is it out?
1: Uh, it's listed on Netflix. When you search for Quarantine, it comes up with two of them. I think
2: it's already but out. Well, I guess, yeah, because Record 2 came out in 2009, so I guess I wouldn't be surprised if there's already a DVD sequel to Quarantine as well. Um, I can't imagine it's <laughs> – I'm, cu- I'm curious if it's – oh, no, I'm reading the description right now. It's nothing like what the first – what the – it's nothing like what the sequel to the second one's supposed to be, so whatever. <laughs> but yeah, record and record to movies. Like, if you're if you love zombie movies and you can, you kind of like the like the camcorder style. It's really well done, really well done, and not too shaky. I don't rec- I don't get sickness or whatever like people seem, seem to, but that's not something that particularly affects me. But um, yeah. Next up, 2010, Survival of the Dead, the last of the George Romero zombie films for now, anyway. Uh, Uh, This
1: movie's not good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like I mentioned before, it is a sequel to Diary of the Dead. Uh, There's a scene in Diary of the Dead where the the film students are on the road trying to get to eastern Pennsylvania, I believe, to get to somebody's house where they're pulled over by a group of Blackwater-type rogue military people who kind of basically steal a bunch of their stuff and then leave them on the side of the road. Well, the survival of the dead follows this military group as they venture to a an island where they kind of Romero tried to turn it into like kind of a a America uh, kind of a western type thing um where you have kind of a I'll say Romeo and Juliet type two dueling families on this island. Um, they all seem to have English accents for some strange reason, <laughs> although I think it's just supposed to be like a really uh, high class uh, New England accent or whatever, but it comes across as English. Um, A lot of Western elements and the, the basic premise of the movie is one family believes that they can force zombies to eat something other than human flesh and the other family says no that's stupid and that is the central that I remember anyway the central argument in this movie is can we get zombies to eat horses and if you care about that question, you might want to check out this movie. But otherwise, it is stupid.
2: I, I lost interest in while you were
1: talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens a no, lot. It's not even lot, there. Yeah, just... It is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even remember any of the kills.
2: Well, I don't even remember what movie you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Probably better that way.
2: Um, the next movie is another 2010 remake, The Crazies. I mentioned The Crazies early on, but yeah, they made a remake with Tim Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant of you know Justified fame, among other... Many awesome random characters. Action release. Supporters.
1: Go. Two episodes of The oh, Office. Oh, there you go. Two episodes of The Office. Go, that's solid. I like the craziest remake though. Quite a no, bit. yeah, the, yeah, the craziest remake. Anyway,
2: yeah, getting to this movie, the re- this remake is solid. It's a solid kind of. It kind of came out in that's like that because I remember the Dawn of the Dead remake came out in March of like two that was in two thousand four. This kind of came out in that slot where it's like, oh, this could be like the new like the marched on to the dead movie and it, 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 it didn't get quite that high as like oh yeah this movie's awesome but it's fun it's a fun it's a fun movie it has it has some memorable stuff in there like the poster is cool enough I'm, I, I'm recalling it's like a pitchfork and it's like a guy's dragging it it's like oh, yeah. it's not, man that guy is
8: really digging that pitchfork
2: into the ground I mean, that's pretty hard to do he really dislikes yeah he's like
1: man, yeah. <laughs> the lore is making him crazy
2: this movie some people may recall it like involves like a kind of a virus Gets into the town's water supply, makes every people go crazy. Essentially, and it's not a traditional zombie movie necessarily, but it kind of has that theme of people suddenly doing things they wouldn't do normally, and which involves you know killing people. And it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun enough movie.
1: Also decently scary, which is something yeah, that, yeah,
2: there you go. as
1: much as I love zombie movies, I'm rarely scared by them. And this one I thought had some pretty decent scare moments.
2: That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I would. That's something about that is. That is a good point, George. Yeah, I, this movie does have some scares in it, and, but that's something about zombie movies in general. They're not movies that are. I wouldn't consider zombie movies to be movies that are always scary. There's not a lot of scares, in zo- besides you know maybe the the random jump here or there, with with some major exceptions. Movies like like uh, actually the Record series, which I keep mentioning, that that movie has a lot of great scares in it, and um, uh, uh, like the of the Dead remake, that kind of has like a more jump scary kind of thing, but. Even, uh, the twenty-eight days, and weeks later, movies; those kind of have some. It does have scares in it, I would say, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify zombie movies as movies that are like movies that really scare me as much as just movies I just like watching in general.
7: Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's weird. I consider them a horror genre, but only because they're
2: That's kind really of a horrible. monster. Yeah.
7: But I don't really. I'm not scared of them. Yeah, the zombie don't...
2: movies are ones that keep me up at night.
5: <laughs>
7: yeah. No, my brother has. This weird, irrational fear of zombies. Like, really? Well,
2: they're, they're out there, but I just, you know, I, I, leave, a, I leave some food out. So I don't... Well, well,
1: it's interesting that we say uh, that they're not really mainly scary movies. But if you think about it, lots of people have, whether jokingly or actually, quote-unquote, wow. zombie plans. How many people do you know who have a werewolf plan or a, <laughs> or a vampire plan? I, I'm kind of serious. Yeah, I mean, I mean. We, we say we're not really scared of them, but we all go... It's almost like we, we take it as a challenge. Yeah, I could do that. You know, I, I could survive six months or whatever. I could live up in a tree with a shotgun and a can they of beans and book. pick it's them like, off one by yeah, one. Yeah, the
8: book of uh, how to survive zombie, yeah, survival, yeah, zombie guide. survival guide by Max Brooks.
1: <laughs> it's, and it's just kind of interesting how we, we look at them kind of as a manageable scare. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's some. Well, clearly, some, all we need is uh, garlic
8: for the for the vampires and then silver bullets. Which you get from, like, your friends yeah. and their necklaces, like in the movie Silver Bullet, to make one.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm sure there's an interesting, like, uh, psychology paper thesis to be written on why we are afraid of zombies, but not that much. <laughs>
7: well, Crack.com actually put out this very interesting um, article about why we want a zombie invasion. And I don't really remember the points. I'll put it on the link. You should we, yeah, you put, give me a link. Page. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'm, give me, I'm on my phone. I'll, I'll pull it in right now. Just okay. give me, Yeah.
2: Do your thing. Um, next up, I guess the <laughs> the, uh, the last movie I guess I have on here before a couple special mentions, I guess, is uh, Resident Evil Afterlife. You, which <laughs> came out in 2010. It was in 3D. It was shot in 3D. I, I believe it, it, it literally said from the, the latest 3D technology in all the trailers. And... Yeah, it's another Resident Evil <laughs> movie, and I really hated it a lot. But I guess the 3D looked nice because it was all like,
1: "Wow, look at that sink coming at me!" Yeah, the bathroom fight was pretty cool-looking. I <laughs> Remember, like nothing else about. Is this the movie. is this the one where like uh, it's
8: kind of like Ripley style, where she's dead but she comes back, and they like they re-get her DNA or whatever?
1: No. I think that's like two,
2: three, M four. Oh, okay. Yeah, like she's she's just a clone at this. Or no, she's not a clone. But there's she finds like all the clones. Come on, on Earth. come on,
1: Aaron. Just a clone. That's really, really <laughs> derogatory. They they fight, have she finds like all.
2: Her,
1: she has a huge clone army that fights.
2: this is all in the beginning of the movie. This isn't even a spoiler. But. Um, yeah. yeah, there
1: are like seven of her, right? Or something like that. There's a bunch of her,
2: yeah. And they're all doing stuff. And it's like, oh, look,
1: it's in 3D. and They're, they're all throwing things at the camera. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's very, very over the top 3D. And, yep, yeah, it was another one. It had Chris Redfield, I guess, in it. So people were happy. Who was played by Wentworth Miller of Prison Break fame. Yeah, Resident Evil Afterlife. I know they're making, what's the next one called? I don't know. Resident remember. Evil 6. It. Go watch it. Cha-ching. It could be it'd be 5 but it does end on a cliffhanger. This Resi-
1: Isn't that like Revolution or something?
2: Or Resident Evil 5. It's a living.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 5, Anderson.
2: Retribution. There it is. Retribution. It
1: was an R. Okay. Resident Evil
2: Retribution. Of course, it's in 3D as well. And of course, our favorite Paul Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson, is returning to direct this one as well.
7: <laughs>
2: uh, I loved Afterlife because
7: I want to go see. I was at Comic Con and they had a panel for it. Yeah. And Mila Jovovich was talking about this clip. It was the clip where they were fighting, like, in the shower scene or whatever, and the guy with the big hammer, she's like, oh, my God, this clip's going to be so good. I saw it. It was awesome. You guys are going to love it. Showed the clip, came back, you hear crickets, and Mila's <laughs> like, the next thing, Mila's like, oh, I thought we brought another clip. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I Mila
2: Jovovich, always trolling. That's basically it for the movies that have come out. I have a few uh, upcoming ones. There's, um... We have a record three actually, which I'm really excited for you now. You forgot
1: zombie strippers.
2: There's a movie called Wan of the Dead, which hilarious is that title. <laughs> the trailer <laughs> serious, looks really good, but actually. yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it looks really good and it's gotten good regard. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Wan of the Dead. <laughs> and of course, there's also the film adaptation of World War Z, based off the popular Max Brooks. You know, zombie novel, which, which starts from
1: what I was reading yesterday is apparently the first in a World War Z trilogy,
2: yeah, which is kind of interesting. And I'm looking, but I am looking forward to the first World War Z with, with Brad Pitt as, as the lead. And it, it kind of, I mean, kind of, it does it betrays what the book is, which is kind of a recount of of, of a great zombie war, a zombie apocalypse. And this movie's set kind of as it's about to occur, so which
1: probably makes sense considering they're gonna do three i guess yeah
2: yeah if they do have to make a trilogy it's like yeah okay i can see how that could work but yeah I, i'm very curious to see how this movie's gonna turn out i yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it there's of course been really nothing besides set pictures so far but i i'm looking forward to it it's coming out next christmas so great <laughs> <laughs> it's got a great cast too brad Pitt, uh, uh brian cranston's in this movie david wars matthew fox
1: and i'm pretty sure at least some of it is set in philly too which is always cool for me is Mark Wahlberg in it, then? West but...
2: Coast family's back
1: again.
2: Hello, <laughs> <laughs> boys, to men. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for my list here. Um, Any, just to, to go over, to reiterate some things, any favorite zombie movies we want to shout out? I can just start with some of Abe, maybe. Uh, I haven't
8: really seen that many, <sighs> so I'd have to say uh, no. Sean, <laughs> uh, Dawn of the
7: Dead, the remake of the original... I really like the remake from the original Night of the Living Dead. So the first, and essentially any of the first three George A. Romero movies and Shaun of the Dead are, I'm, I'm a really big fan of those. And I think they really kind of set up the genre and really gave everybody a nice playground to work in and work from.
1: I'll agree with those and I'll throw in, uh, Zombieland and 28 weeks later, um, and 28 days later as well. Uh, there's a, I mean planet Terror, certainly I, I talked about that one enough before but it's just a lot of fun um there, there's a lot of zombie movies to check out if you're a fan of the of the genre and a lot of variety in them so that's it's a really cool thing about the genre For sure subgenre right.
2: yeah and I, I basically agree but yeah specifically Don Knight and Sean and honestly the record series is really awesome I' like really yeah. invigorated by that series so no.
1: I'm definitely going to seek them yeah, out.
2: You know, one thing I failed to mention, the um, the word zombie and its relevance in zombie films, it's not a word that's said very often in zombie movies. It's because they're unaware that they're zombies. Exactly, but then that becomes kind of a joke in The Shaun of the Dead as well, where they literally don't like saying the word zombie. <laughs>
7: you know who likes saying the word zombie? Lead singer of the Cranberries.
8: <laughs> <laughs> that's got to go to the show
2: notes shut up <laughs> that might be yeah, the music was, now we like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <be> are <laughs> no, outro now <laughs> that was something that kind of bugged me in land of the dead or because since they use the song since from the the Cranberries? Off, so, so literally kind of bugged me all the time but yeah little fact to add there um yeah i guess then that's gonna nothing else okay so that's gonna wrap it up um so that'll do it this week for Out Now with Aaron and Abe, who far are Zomtacular. Uh, you can find more of my work at my personal blog site, the code is Zeke.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at uh, com for blue reviews, and even hhwlod.com for reviews there, uh, because you can find me at twitter.com yeah, yeah. slash PS 3 You can find more of my work at walrusmoose.blackspot.com, two animals, walrusmoose.blackspot.com,
8: and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Jordan?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Jersey, and of course you can hear me on Legion of Dudes and Walking Dead TV Podcasts at HHWLOD.com and WalkingDeadTV.com.
2: And
7: Alan. You can find me on uh, Twitter at mrdbd. It's one word, M-R-D-V-D. And eventually I have a blog, I guess. We'll
8: see.
1: <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. I guess. Alan, you should just
8: do it and never update it like me. Oh, I have one. I just I don't remember the name. Are we still talking about blogs?
7: <laughs> well, wait, no, 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 wait, no. I have one. It's like on Blogspot. I think it's blogspot.filmturn Dot or something. It's, just a blank page with on it. it's like my top films of 2008. It's really funny.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like
7: if you, and I think I did a, like a random review here and there since then. I should really look it up that will be a fun thing. that will be a treat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you can find all the other episodes about now bearing a name on iTunes and at hhwlo.d.com, and be sure to check out the other shows there. Of course, Walking Dead TV podcast, which we're you know filling in for this week, and I hope anyone that's stayed around this long, you know, appreciated what we had to offer. We had a lot of fun covering all the zombie movies that we could within a fairly lengthy amount of time. But yeah, it was, it was fun to do. Appreciate, you know, all the listeners.
1: And we appreciate you filling in for this 50th episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: And honored to be be on the 50th episode. Absolutely. Thanks. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com and feel free to, you know, force Abe to watch more zombie movies and, you know, feel free to thank Jordan and Alan for coming on to fill in for Abe's lack of knowledge of zombie (laughs) movies. And um, be feel free to, you know, like our Facebook page at facebook.com dot slash out You can also like the other shows on HHWLOD; they all have their own Facebook pages, especially the Walking Dead TV podcast page, which is it's fun. That's a fun that's a fun page to be a part of. Jordan, you want you want to even you want to end the show with us with a with a pat to Jordan ending.
1: <laughs> uh, so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, I think we've pre- said pretty much everything there is to say about zombie movies. Have a good week.
2: Bye bye. Bye. Later. Zombie, zombie. That's not making me (laughs)
5: (laughs) laugh. Stop my recording, eh? (laughs)